No, Matt, you gotta understand. We, um, all right, hang on. I'm trying to get my uh, here we go, 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 there we go. You know, Matt, I have to. Hang on, now all the power is going out over here. Hang on. acting kind of funky this morning it must be the uh it must be the uh ghost of elections past dude you have to uh, of course we won an emmy for last night's performance at america first missouri headquarters of course we did i must have pushed the you know what i did you know what i did i pushed the uh that little play it again button on there that's why it does that Accidentally, but thank you. Uh, great job last night, Matt. Thank you so much. We were at America First Missouri headquarters last night. Hope you guys were able to tune in because it was really fun to watch. And the only thing that I really am disappointed with is the fact that one of uh, my favorite guys, my brand new favorite guys, uh, didn't wind up winning after all. I mean, you know, that he 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 didn't. Do as well as I 
as I as I as I thought he was going to do. In fact, I was waiting. I couldn't wait to ask whether or not uh, he was going to be living rent free. You know who living rent free in the sign and in the background of uh, Brenda Battle's mind. But I actually think that he still will. Who's going to be in your head for the rest of your life, Brenda? Yeah, that's who. That's who's going to be in your head the rest of your life. But anyway, that's just a jokey joke time. The serious business at hand right now is that the repudiation of the left-wing progressive candidate, I think it's pretty safe to say that America rejected pretty much every single one of them. And there are some talks about how, indeed, in this case, and why I play uh, this uh, about the fact that uh, John James, I'm sorry, uh, what's his name again? Right. He lost the election to Stabenow and so uh, up there in Michigan. So there's this talk that somehow, oh, President Trump is so vulnerable in these, uh, in these, uh, the Rust Belt and watch out for this. It's like, keep in mind, President Trump won in the Rust Belt in Missouri and Michigan and Wisconsin, as they call it. And they call it the Rust Belt. Uh, and, and unfortunately, you know, that's a, that's a term, uh, that's why the president won is because the media and others call the thing, the rust belt. When the fact of the matter is it's going to be shinier as the days go on and people realize that people understand that, but president Trump, it's a different election up there in Michigan. When you're talking about more localized races, it just is people vote differently there. Uh, in their generals as opposed to their uh, midterms, as opposed to their presidents, as opposed to their senators, as opposed to their congresspeople. That's just how people are. That's what people do. And uh, so don't worry about those areas, but be mindful of the fact that the people that that the Democrats and the media, and I, and I, I don't see any difference between the two in any way, shape, or form. The difference between the Democrat, the Democrats and the media all promoted uh, – about three or four major candidates that they thought were going to be the ultimate repudiation of uh, of the left wing progressive movement, the resistance, so to speak. Ocasio Cortez won her race, but it was a humiliating defeat for Beto O'Rourke. And of course, the Democrats, in their stupidity, are now going, "Well, boy, he's really positioned well to run for president in 2020." No, Beto O'Rourke just got his ass kicked by Ted Cruz in Texas, as I pretty much knew was going to happen. I couldn't imagine Texans going that way. Uh, Stacey Abrams in Georgia, she's about to lose her seat. That race is too close to call, but they're not going to have some gun-grabbing left-wing loon in spite of what Oprah says. They're not going to have that person as uh, governor of the uh, of the state of Georgia. Then, of course, we had DeSantis and uh, soundly defeating Gillum. And Gillum, again, another Hugo Chavez-like candidate who was absolutely, totally rejected uh, by the voters of Florida, and DeSantis is the winner. It doesn't matter how close it is or what have you, the kind of negativity that born out there. I mean, if, if, if Gillum had not been black, he wouldn't have even come near uh, the level of votes that he got. So he was uh, he was he had that kind of shimmer on him from the standpoint of being uh, unique and exotic from that standpoint in Florida. But that's the only thing that really helped him. If he'd just been some run-of-the-mill Beto O'Rourke Democrat, whatever, he would have lost his rear end. But he did anyway because he lost. So it doesn't matter whether you lose by 
a thousand votes or ten thousand votes, you lost, and you're not governor of the state of Florida. That is for damn sure. Uh, Rick Scott handily defeating uh, Bill Nelson there in Florida, the incumbent Democrat senator. So Floridians were not going to have anything to do with the left wing loons. Indiana Donnelly gets beaten by the Republican there. He gets cast out. Manchin holds on to his seat in West Virginia. Manchin, by the way, is uh, a yes vote for Kavanaugh. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Most of the people who voted for Kavanaugh uh, were uh, kept in or stayed in or won uh, or, or just you know, run with your election, or uh, most of the people who uh, voted against him lost. Now we go on to Missouri and the sound, humiliating defeat of Claire McCaskill. And when you look at the numbers and you see the numbers here, and it was uh, fairly formidable. And if you look at certain counties uh, uh, who voted for Claire McCaskill, there were only three, let's see, maybe four counties that went for Claire McCaskill. And, of course, it was Boone County, which is uh, roundly inhabited by the University of Missouri, okay, Columbia, Missouri. Uh, he uh, was beaten in, in Boone County, and, again, that's a very liberal enclave, mostly because of the students there and because of the uh, fact that it's a university community, and that's how Columbia operates. That place was a cesspool pool from the very beginning, as evidenced by the fact that you had that loony professor down there. So we had Claire McCaskill beating Josh Hawley in Boone County. We had uh, St. Louis County Claire McCaskill beat uh, Josh Hawley. And in Jackson County, Claire McCaskill beat Josh Hawley. And in Clay County, which is uh, right above Jackson County, she beats Josh Hawley. So she only won basically four counties in all of Missouri. This is another example of how the urban centers are no longer the bosses when it comes to victories for Democrats. That should tell them everything they need to know. Hillary Clinton can whine all she wants about the Electoral College because she wanted to go to Chicago and New York City and Dallas and Miami and San Francisco and wanted to become president that way. That's not how it works. you got to reach out to everybody. Everybody's got to be convinced you're the person, and if you don't convince them, then you lose. Claire McCaskill was beaten handily by Josh Hawley, and the vote totals 51 to 45. It wasn't even... Even close, and this, and that's another thing we'll talk about later on regarding the uh, re- regarding the polls. Uh, when are we going to finally just simply say that polls are idiotic? Uh, and Fox News and their new brand new thing didn't work any better because what happened is they wound up calling the uh, overtaking of the House early before the polls even closed last night in California and other Western states, which I thought was irresponsible of Fox News to do that. They've declared the House being taken over by Democrats before the polls even closed. So there, whatever new system they had or whatever you know, newfangled deal they had uh, is, is – uh, is wasn't working out for them, and I think didn't help this republic when they announced that the House had taken over. It did wind up happening, 
And now all we have, for instance, the next two years is the Democrats having enough rope to hang themselves with. They're going to have all these stupid hearings and everything else, and, and they're going to prove themselves to be truly non-committed, uncommitted to the things that are important to this country, including our economy, including our borders, including trade deals, including our blue-collar workers. They're, not, they're going to prove themselves to not care a whit about any of this stuff and about what happens in this country because they're going to hold all their hearings on the tax returns and all their hearings on Russia and all their hearings on uh, uh, Comey and all this other stuff. And, and that's how they're going to get – they think they're going to win in 2020. All they present themselves is as a foil for President Trump. He'll be running against them. We'll be fundraising against them. And it'll be another example of look at these crass humans – who have decided that their biggest priority is to try to reverse the results of the 2016 elections. Look at these boobs and how they're spending their time, not on you, America, not on you, blue-collar worker, not on you, individual who just wants a break from your taxes, not on you, small business people, but on Donald Trump and his tax returns and fake collusion stories and everything else. That's how they're spending their time. And we will run on that all friggin' day long. We'll run on that for two years watching Nancy Pelosi and Elijah Cummins and, and, uh, and Schiff and all these other a-holes. We'll watch them drill themselves into the ground spending time on things that are not priorities for America. So we've got the Democrats in the House right where we want them don't you worry your pretty little heads about the outcome of that thing. Because right now we've just got a, a complete example right in front of our eyes and right in front of America's eyes about the true priorities of the crass, empty, rudderless Democratic Party. So don't you worry at all. Last night was a confirmation of President Trump. Last night was a reactivation of the 2016 swagger that put him into office. Last night was proof that the GOP is belonging to Donald J. Trump and nobody else. That's what last night proved. And make no mistake, Josh Hawley ought to be thanking his lucky stars for Donald J. Trump. He ought to be thanking his lucky stars for the likes of Ben Murphy and Sonny Wilson and Diane Neff and Annette Reed and Renee Arps and all the people at uh, Make America First Missouri, all the grassroots individuals who got the, out there in spite of a contentious primary, in spite of the fact that Hawley continued to ignore them. In spite of the fact that Hawley continued to ignore the grassroots, in spite of the fact that I'm not quite sure even he's fully on board with Trump's agenda, he still managed to win. I'm glad he won. I'm giving him all the kudos that I, that I possibly can for winning. But Josh Hawley has some thank you cards to write, and I hope he winds up writing them. Last night he gave a very impassioned speech. Uh, in term, let me get. I'm sorry, I didn't have my Facebook page on to say hi to all of you and and uh, say hello. But uh, I'm, I will I, at six thirty. Uh, I'm going to uh, call Mark Hazen and uh, gloat and have him tell us all about how President Trump's going to jail. These guys never learn, people. The, the Democrats never learn. They're going to be 
occupied with this for the next two years, and we've got to s- sit there and watch puffy-eyed Elijah Cummings, Nancy Pelosi, and everybody, if she is indeed House Speaker. But we'll, um, we'll see about that. I mean, let me just get uh, you all in there. All right, and uh, thank you all for uh, being with me last night as well. But again, just remember, this is... Uh, This was a good night for Republicans. This was a great night for Donald J. Trump. This was a bad night for progressive left kooks who America and state by state rejected outright. This was a great night for people in the grassroots who worked so hard to get these individuals elected. This was a great night for Brett Kavanaugh, who it turns out everybody who turned their back on him lost. Pretty much everybody who turned their back on him lost, and we've got more coming. So this was a wonderful, wonderful night. And uh, I don't know what Sarah's saying. We are screwed. I don't think so. Again, I I just told you guys, please, this is – and I don't know whether Sarah uh, is uh, – referring to that because I only saw her first comment there. But but uh, the, the, the bottom line is don't worry about the House. They're not going to be able to, first of all, get anything passed. Nothing they do is going to get through a Senate, which has been made stronger, not weaker. This U.S. Senate now is completely and totally not only stronger, but the brand-new people in this U.S. Senate – Oh, President Trump, everything they have, Josh Hawley is no exception. And if you think they're somehow going to go along with the Democrats in any kind of initiative they come up with, uh, you are uh, mistaken. Don't you worry about that. Nothing is going to happen with the House except for the fact they're going to have a bunch of dog and pony show hearings that we're going to just sit there and and run against and and highlight and make sure they know how screwed up the Democratic Party really is because they are going to prove themselves as not caring a whit about the real problems of America and about the American worker and an American small business person and American taxpayer. So, uh, oh, yeah, Lisa's talking about Mama K. Thank you, Mama K. Uh, Sarah's talking about Illinois. Yeah, you know, Pritzker, this guy is, uh, you know, listen, Ronner was trouble, but Pritzker is worse, I guarantee you. So, you know, but, you know, Ronner has only himself to blame. He was just not, he was, he he, he rejected, again, he's another guy who uh, tended to reject the people that got him elected and, and turned his back on them, and I think they just let him get smoked. They just, they just let him sit there and die on the vine. That's what, that's what I think is, is, is happening. So anyway, let me get to Josh Hawley and his victory speech. Hawley is numero uno thank you card writer this morning. Uh, thank you to you. Thank you to the grassroots. Thank you to America First Missouri. And thank you to Donald J. Trump, who gave Hawley the gift uh, that he needed in terms of victory. Now, keep in mind, Hawley was still a formidable candidate. Claire McCaskill was still a bad one. And so that's how it all shook out. But these guys have Donald Trump to thank. They're brand new in the Senate. They'll, they won't dare turn their backs on him in the U.S. Senate. And and uh, let's just hope not. But let's uh, look at the uh, Hawley victory speech here. Again, Claire McCaskill won... Only four counties in 
Missouri. Boone County, which is liberal, University of Missouri enclave. Jackson County, which is Claire McCaskill's home turf. Clay County, which isn't much different. It's right north of her. And St. Louis County, well, which is hopeless. So Tonight, the good Lord and the people of Missouri have given us the victory. We've won. I just had it. I just had a nice phone call from Senator McCaskill. She couldn't have been more gracious. She conceded the race. I want to thank her for her service. And thank you. And I had a very nice call with the President of the United States. Thank you, Mr. President, for your leadership. Thank you for believing in Missouri tonight. The people of Missouri have delivered. And, and that's a, uh, this is a huge victory for Missouri. Uh, and, and again, as I pointed out earlier, this was a huge repudiation of the resistance. If the resistance thinks it has any more juice left, it's sorely mistaken, as every one of their candidates has been humiliated. And Stacey Abrams, I believe, in Georgia is going to be no different in terms of the outcome of that election. It will be indeed a miracle if uh, indeed uh, Stacey Abrams winds up being elected president uh, or, or, or governor of Georgia. And again, the only disappointing thing is my man. And you know who my man is, right? Yeah, he did not win, which really drove me crazy because all I wanted to do was talk this morning about Senator Effin John James. That's all I wanted to do. I just wanted some little fun to be able to have about you-know-who. I wanted to say he's the next senator from the great state of Michigan, but again, he was not able to win. That's okay. I get it. You know, had the media behind Staben now, everything else. But for the most part, ladies and gentlemen, the headline here, and for those of you just hooking up, I want to make sure you know what the headline is. I left a, a, a headlines for my son, Aiden, who's 14 years old, who was very plugged into the whole uh, to the whole operation, the, the, the campaign, everything else. He and I were texting each other back and forth, really proud of that little boy for being so engaged. But I left him a message this morning on his phone, and, and, I, and I will tell you right off the bat, the headline here is that the Republican Party is squarely Donald J. Trump's party, that the United States of America still remains steered by common sense conservatism and regular people. The House, which is obviously a, a, a different kind of animal, has been taken over by the Democrats who are going to summarily expose themselves as being crass, mercenary, left-wing loons who care nothing about the American worker, who care nothing about your economy, who care nothing about the economy, who care nothing about border security, who care nothing about national security, geopolitical security, none of that. They're going to hold a bunch of hearings, they're going to make fools of themselves, and they're not going to come up with one saleable idea to the regular American Joe. And if they do, if it's even moderately saleable, we're going to make sure the U.S. Senate changes it to the satisfaction of the common-sense conservative, and then it'll pass. Otherwise, the House is just stuck in their circus mode right now. And you know what? Knock yourself out, Nancy Pelosi. We can't wait to have you to, to beat up on for the next two years. Donald Trump now has a foil, 
and so do conservatives. And so do not be upset about the House taking over the uh, – being taken over by Democrats. It's historical. It's happened. It's happened since the Civil War. Here's one thing you have to remember, though, as the left wing will brag about this. Remember that the uh, House turnover is the lowest turnover that, in fact, any kind of midterm has ever seen, at least in modern history. You know, Barack Obama, when he was president, Bill Clinton, when he was president, there were some 60 seats, 60, 70 seats that were lost in the House by Democrats, and I think we lost 15, 20. It wasn't even – I don't even know. I I thought it was maybe 15 or 20 seats. That is unbelievable, and I might be wrong about that. I haven't done that math yet. I know it's it's more than half of what was lost when Obama was president, more than half of what was lost when Clinton was president. And so the fact of the matter – and indeed Republican presidents too. So the fact of the matter is even the losses – were historically low for the Republican Party thanks to the strength of Donald Trump's agenda. So don't worry about that at all. And, and so that's another thing you need to keep remembering today as your coworkers and your lunatic relatives or whatever else uh, brag about the House takeover. Remember, it wasn't by much. I think, uh, Denise, you say 23. Yeah, I think it was like 25. I thought it was maybe 20, 25 seats. I mean, that's, that's nothing. That's historically low. That, that's even, a, even when they win, they're humiliated, the Democrats are. So again, rejection of the resistance. That's the headline. You're not really going to see that too often because you're going to have the people over at uh, MSNBC, for instance, uh, as, they, as they had to face the idea that their little Bobby Kennedy puppet uh, didn't win in Texas. Folks, let me tell you something. We all knew that there was no way Texans, even if they were somehow drugged, were going to wind up having a get, getting rid of a conservative senator and, 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 and installing a left-wing loon like Beto O'Rourke into the U.S. Senate. It wasn't going to happen. And you know what? In a sad way for these folks, the media – pretends that they're bigger than they are because the media supports them. So when the media endorses candidates the way they did with Beto O'Rourke and Stacey Abrams and Gillum and those kinds of people, they're giving them a false sense of what is true reality. And so all their polls, and by the way, we'll get to that in a second because the the fact of the matter is, is it about time we go ahead and just admit and say that polls are useless now? that polls are meaningless, that polls mean nothing, that polls are a waste of time? Is it time finally to stop listening and stop watching polls that are wrong, that are usually juiced by some organization that wants a particular outcome? And isn't it time we just finally said no to polls? And polls, by the way, have no news value. Polls are 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 ways in which news organizations and others create their own news. I mean it's it's actually the ultimate fake news is the is the poll. The polls provide nothing of value to a voter. 
Can, can anybody think of one thing that a poll provides to a voter that is useful information? Can anybody think of, of one thing? No. Can anybody think of one thing that a poll provides a news organization? Oh, yeah, right. You can think of 10 things it provides a news organization because it has content all of a sudden that it can talk about. It has the horse race that it can talk about. It has uh, the, the ability to, to manipulate results, to promote a candidate it likes. I mean, on down the line, polls are effed. Forget about them. It's about time. Everybody who was in some kind of narrow fight the Josh Hawley McCaskill candidacies, they're always talking about how close they were and how this – Josh Hawley humiliated Claire McCaskill. Those numbers were not anywhere near any poll we saw anywhere. Uh, you just mentioned Rick Scott. Rick Scott won, in, defeated the incumbent. The polls were not showing that was going to happen. DeSantis defeated, defeated Gillum uh, I mean, on down the line. The fact of the matter is the poll, and we'll talk about this later because it needs to be addressed. The poll, news organizations need to reject the poll outright, but they won't do it because it's news. And the, it's the ultimate fake news. It's made up most of the time. It's not even remotely scientific. Fox News tried to go in the other direction and wound up actually doing uh, more harm than any of the networks did in terms of calling the House takeover before the polls even close, which is completely irresponsible and, and should not have happened. And, uh, and, and unfortunately, I don't know what's going on over there, uh, but the Murdoch boys uh, have a lot of people uh, by the short hairs over there, and so I just don't understand what's happening. But again, uh, this, is, this is not proper to call an election before the polls have closed. It just isn't specifically an election where there were a number of House seats still in the balance in the West Coast area. Uh, And so to say already that the House was taken over uh, can keep a lot of people at home or keep a lot of people from voting, whatever. Um, And that's the the thing. Father Tom says pollsters appear to be scientific. Yeah, they do, but they're not. And and all it is is it's the ultimate fake news. Just remember that. Anyway, the MSNBC, it was fun watching the long faces over there as they had to uh, be dragged kicking and screaming into the Ted Cruz win. That was pretty funny to watch. Hey, guys, I got to interrupt. In the re-election. We have a a big call. This is out of Texas. NBC News is projecting Ted Cruz will return to the Senate from Texas. Aw, why so glum, chum? will be guaranteed control of the Senate as a result. It's <laughs> like a morgue over there at MSNBC. I mean, can you, can, you, can you act any more obviously unhappy? I mean, visibly unhappy, Brian Williams? I mean, I guess other than the fact that when you were basically fired for lying. But, I mean, that, that would have been uh, one time when you looked unhappy. But, uh, honestly, guys, don't, don't, uh, don't hide how you feel now. <laughs> nice Let's music, Chris though. Hayes, who is in El Paso at Beto O'Rourke headquarters. Uh, Chris Hayes, we've been going back to you all night long as we've been watching this almost unbelievably close race unfold. NBC now projecting that Ted... And it was only close because Beto O'Rourke was propped up by the media, left-wing media syndicate. Beto O'Rourke wasn't going to be the next U.S. senator from Texas. And... and, and, and most people knew that, but but he was propped up by 
the people in the left-wing media, and, and they're the ones who helped him the most, as far as I'm concerned. That's how the whole thing went down. Beto O'Rourke was a paper tiger from the beginning. Be, uh, re-elected. i got to ask you about how it feels in the room and whether or not people in the room have absorbed that call. They, I don't think they have absorbed it at all, to be totally honest. Um, loud music playing, it's filled. I mean, someone earlier tonight, a Texas Democrat who's elected, described the math in Texas like being in a prison and trying to get up over the wall. He said you could try a million different ways. It's a tall wall and it's really hard. And Beto has done a lot to get up over that wall. It looks like he's going to fall short. I also just talked to a Texas Democratic uh, a Texas source who said already it's the best night, just to put this in perspective, for Texas Democrats in a generation. Okay, yeah. So, well, they're looking at it, and I could see that because they had a candidate who ran against uh, Ted Cruz. And Ted Cruz was, as they say, a polarizing figure, that's for sure. But, yeah, for, for Democrats to have made a run at him that way, uh, it's, it's pretty formidable, but they didn't win, and most of it was propped up by the left-wing media. Beto O'Rourke had no ideas. It was only resistance hate against Ted Cruz, and it didn't work, and you lost. And so, yeah, you could say it's the best night for you, but you know, knock yourself out. Do what you want to do. Uh, the uh, Locally, we had, of course, the amendments, and we had a couple local races that were Important to uh, talk about, and we were watching last night, even late last night. Uh, Sonny Wilson's going to be in here in just a little bit. We'll talk more about that. But the it appears that Nicole Galloway wound up actually winning the state auditor's race, which uh, is bad news because Amendment 1 did indeed pass. And when Amendment 1 passes, uh, all it means is uh, that we're going to have uh, a... Democrat state auditor who's going to have a state demographer in there who's going to be fooling around with demographics and gerrymandering, and that's not a good sign. But hopefully Republicans uh, will demand that there be some degree of transparency in that office and, and, and find out what's going on there. I know that it still appears to be slightly up in the air, but I but I believe the numbers did not fall Sandra's way, even though they look like they were. And it's a little surprising considering the formidable defeat of Claire McCaskill and the plethora of Republican votes for Josh Hawley. I was a little surprised that Sandra McDowell uh, didn't uh, do better than she did. Unfortunately, though, for Sandra McDowell, she was a victim of a state party that didn't help her. And that's something that we need to uh, look for and talk about and see in terms of what happened with Sondra McDowell's candidacy and why didn't the Missouri State GOP support her more. And if they had supported her more the way they supported Josh Hawley, would she be the state auditor? And would we be less likely to have another gerrymandering festival with Boone County, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Cook County-like gerrymandering that will create a Democrat mafia? That's my biggest concern. And so when we go back in time, and I'll ask Sonny about this uh, because he tried to help Sandra McDowell uh, and did some good work there, but the state party did 
didn't come through, in my opinion, for her. And so uh, we've got a few people that we'd like some answers from on that because there's no reason why Sandra McDowell should not have gone the way of Josh Hawley. So there was obviously some disconnect there between the votes for Josh Hawley and the votes for Sandra McDowell. And so that was uh, purely disappointing from, from the standpoint of us being able to stave off any damage done by Amendment 1. Uh, the good news is Amendment 2 in the cons- in, uh, for the Constitution as it comes to medical marijuana did indeed uh, pass. And it looks like the road tax failed. Missourians, thank you. Uh, you're smart people. Uh, good for you. And uh, we appreciate your uh, common sense approach to, uh, to what's going on there because that was really important to go ahead and, and defeat and run down this road tax, which was completely outlandish and ridiculous. So go back to the drawing board, MoDOT. Look at your budgets, and we'll see how things go. And it looks like the minimum wage thing did, in fact, pass the whatever. Uh, that was unfortunately going to be um, the foregone conclusion. It's, it's just that, that's, that's Missourians deciding that they want government to just give people stuff. And, and, and that's, that's the typical person who uh, – it's almost like a welfare program, and they just, they, they just want these people out of their hair. And so they're like, yeah, make them pay them, blah, blah, blah. The, the minimum wage increase was way too high. It's why I didn't vote for it. It was uh, 12 bucks. It's way too high. Um, so I, I just um, – <laughs> Mama Kay's like, yeah, the pot amendment passed. Now we've got to pay more for our quarter pounders when we get the uh, munchies. So that's going to be it. Uh, way to go there, Mama Kay. And, and uh, again, let me get the national anthem going here, people. And then we will get to uh, Mark. I'm going to call him up and listen to him talk about how – uh, the Democrats are now going to be sending President Trump to jail. Yeah, that's all this country needs right now is is to watch for the next two years a bunch of people from the Star Wars bar try to send Republicans to jail. Uh, and, and Nancy Pelosi and Elijah Cummings and Maxine Waters and Schiff and all the rest of these howdy duties. That's going to be fun to watch them just simply uh, occupy themselves with everything but uh, the business of of the of the of the American people with everything but the uh, the 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 priorities of of the American people. That's pretty much what we're going to see from our friends over there in the in the Democratic uh, circles. And so, folks, uh, keep in mind this is not bad news for us for the Democrats to be taking over the House. Does it make it tough? Does it make it more of a pain in the ass? Yeah. Is it going to be kind of a stuck in the craw of President Trump? Yeah, it's going to be a problem because they're going to be annoying. And, and the media is going to glom on to that because they just don't have anything else to do. So they're going to try to re-prosecute 2016, and that's how it's all going to work down. So, uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's how it's going to work. But look at the bright side. Look at the fact that we're going to watch a Democratic Party prove itself to be rudderless, Prove itself to be crass. Prove itself to be unconcerned with the common sense desires of Americans. And they're just going to hold hearings and busy themselves behind their glasses perched on the end of their nose. And that's what we're going to be watching. And we're going to kick their rear ends in 2020 even harder than they imagined. Again, this is Donald Trump's Republican Party. Repudiation of the left-wing resistance was clear last night. Every single candidate they pushed 
wound up losing. Stacey Abrams in Georgia is still in the hopper. We'll see. This was a defeat for Taylor Swift. This was a defeat for Oprah Winfrey. This was a defeat for Hollywood, which which thought they could pop in there and tell everybody how to vote. This was a defeat for all the left-wing Hollywoodians who came in to to stump for Beto O'Rourke. You have been turned back. Go back to your microphones and your guitars and your film cameras and everything else and do what we go to see you to do. And just remember, people aren't listening to you. They're listening to their guts when it comes to what they think is good for the country, good for their families, good for the economy, and good for our borders, and good for geopolitical security, and good for trade deals, everything else. That's where we're at. The U.S. Senate ballooned with Republicans. It's stronger than ever. House Democrats aren't going to get one piece of legislation out of the box over there. If they do, it'll be torn to shreds by the U.S. Senate. That's how it's going to work. And don't count on them to be coming up with anything commonsensical, even if it's remotely something that can be uh, worked into something beneficial to Americans. The Republican-led Senate will take it over, adopt it, change it to their liking. It'll become their bill that they'll use to prove that Republicans are the ones who are insincere. And let me tell you something. The only thing I'm really worried about is the fact that effing John James didn't win the U.S. Senate there in Michigan. That, to me, is one of the downsides of the midterm elections, is that I can no longer say Senator effing John James. Darn it. Ladies and gentlemen, our next... Don't wait. The Fed has raised interest rates. That means your minimum credit card payments are going up. Don't let that happen to you. This is James Hawkins of Golden Oak Lending. Now's the time to consolidate your debt. Home values are up, and you can use the smart cash in your home to pay off debt or get rid of expensive PMI. Smart cash is the difference between what you owe and the new value of your home. And Golden Oak still has fixed rates in the threes. Call 567-GOLD. NMLS 1149-37.
Live from the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios, Mike, great advice. He says, "I need to start simulcasting on YouTube." Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start all that eventually with uh, Radio Free Almond 2.0. I'm looking at a December launch for that. We had a few things happen. A few things I had to wait for. But we're on our way to uh, getting that all done. So, buddy, thanks for the advice, though. It's actual good advice, great advice in terms of reaching out to the to some of the uh, younger crowd. Suzanne, of course, you're welcome for giving you hope about this whole election. Folks, this election, uh, first of all, again, I want to remind you about the fact that that even with the takeover of the house at the hands of the democrats even when they win they lose not only because they've got enough rope to hang themselves which and they will with their hearings and everything else but also because this was the lowest midterm takeover of the opposite party in history and one thing you need to know, and one thing you need to kind of pay attention to, and it's interesting, is is that I think the House Democrats took over twenty five seats. One of them was not Ann Wagner's, by the way. I know you all know that by now. Twenty five seats. When Obama was president, Republicans took over upwards of sixty. When Clinton was president, Republicans took upwards of fifty something. I think my numbers are close to being accurate there. And 25? That's all you goofballs could, uh, all you people could come up with is 25 seats? I mean, or I, th- I think it was, tw- maybe it was 30. I don't even, I don't know, even still, it's, uh, it's, it's a pitiful performance. Even though, obviously, again, they won. So whether or not it's one percentage point or, whether it was 20 or 50, they won. So I, I get all that, but but I wouldn't gloat too much. This was the lowest opposite party performance level that we've seen in years, just so you know. And who knows who these people are? They Some of them might be conservative Democrats. I don't know who these House people are. And on the Senate side, the Republicans soundly pushed the heads of the resistance fully under the water. Gillum, bye-bye. Stacey Abrams, almost bye-bye. We just it's just a we just need to get the final word on that. Beto, drown, buddy. Bye. Bubbles. That's what we're gonna see. Joe Donnelly, see you later, brother. Claire McCaskill, see you later, sister. That's how it all worked out. This is President Trump's GOP. Anybody in the GOP who doesn't understand that better get get it right. And people like Josh Hawley and these guys, they better be spending the rest of this day writing thank you notes to Donald Trump 
and to the grassroots of Missouri and everybody else because they're the ones who put him into uh, into office. And I hope the best for him. He's a good man. I did not vote for him in the primary, but I damn sure did vote for him in the general. And so that's how this whole thing worked out. Just as we predicted, too, in Missouri, the, uh, the people of Forestell canceled out the votes of the people in U-City. The people in Weldon Spring canceled out the votes of the people in Maplewood. It was just, it was just a battle of turnout at this point, and Republicans turned out in huge numbers, and it was amazing. Claire McCaskill, I'll go back. I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself. Won four counties. St. Louis County, Jackson County, where Claire is from. St. Louis County is hopeless. Jackson County, where Claire is from, to begin with, Clay County, which is just above Jackson County, which still has Clare hometown seepage in it, and then Boone County, which is a liberal enclave inhabited by a bunch of people uh, from the University of Missouri. So that's how it all works out. Let me give Marcation a call because he's sent me a text this morning. Hey, we're going to go to prison. We're going to go to prison. Uh, let me just get uh, him here. Hold on. Hang on. Let me ring it. Let me I'm ring it on your doorbell. When are you going to ring it? When are you going to ring it? Hang it. When are you going to? Here. Hold on. Okay. I don't want to get kicked off of Facebook either by these people. Let me just get him on here. Three. Well, I should give, I should give out his phone number. He'll call him. Oh, and yesterday, people, uh, boy, the ladies were just lathered up. I was so proud of you. We had so much fun at the tail end of the uh, broadcast yesterday with the... Um, F and John James and, and Brenda Battle, and I had about a dozen of you cowgirls all ready to rock. And you wanted to call her, the reporter, <laughs> give her your. And I would, you know what? I would have like actually purchased tickets uh, to hear that. I would have turned that into some kind of like uh, uh, podcast that you had to pay for just to hear you ladies, you strong alpha females call up Brenda Battle and give her an earful about uh, F and John James. I played the whole I played the whole damn thing though. I didn't even care. We were just like uh, yeah. And and she's been fired, which I you know, I don't know. I, I, the, the whole fire the whole automatic firing stuff is a little bothered. I'd rather she just stay there and have uh guess who living in her head the whole time, you know, at some point. Yeah, here, let me turn this up. That's right. He's your daddy, girl, because he, even though he lost the election, uh, he, he won uh, the right to be in your head for the rest of your life. That's for sure. Let's give, uh, let's give uh, Mark Haitian a call and see what he's up to celebrating. He's still drunk from last night on your ripple. Answering his phone, you pansy. I I know you don't have that much to do. Well, good morning. Oh, good. But what you just what you do? Just let it ring a long time. I don't know what you're talking about. It rang once. Oh, it did. Well, yeah, I, I have I have I have uh, thirty thousand witnesses who say it rang multiple times. So I'm I'll yeah, take that to trial. Se- what? It's called cell phone technology. Okay, whatever. All right. So hey, um. 
What a great night for the GOP last night. It was a complete repudiation of the resistance and all the resistance cast of Star Wars bar characters who were running for the U.S. Senate and some of the House seats. I will tell you, too, Mark, that uh, even when Democrats win, they tend to look like they're losing. How, could it, how is it possible you, you, you could have that few House seats. I mean, when when in the midterms during Obama and the midterms during Clinton, Republicans got 60 plus seats. You guys got like 25. What's up with that? Well, first, I'm going to surprise you in a lot of things that I'm going to say, but that's good because I I should surprise you in in the first place. As far as the vote, you know, realize that the Democrats won by 7 percent which is more than 2010. However, there's, there was gerrymandering that affected the, the number of seats. So that's a, another story. But I, I, I want to make a point on your side. If you look at the map, because you really need to do that, you need to look at the map and look at the red and look at the blue, and you will see that as it's been in the entire history of my life in this country, in my voting life, this country is conservative. The map is red. Wow. You, what a major it, victory. It, I mean, we, got, we, we managed to get Mark Kaysen to accept the fact uh, that common sense conservatism and all of its brilliance is now fully installed into the hard drive of the United States of America. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. See, what you have to realize, though, is I'm, I am... <laughs> a radical leftist and I always have been right. and I always look and I always lose the election. Yes. Because what what I want you kind of like, I mean, you know, you're kind of like mainstream you know, Republicans. Well, let's put it this way. You don't have a lot of people like Ocasio-Cortez out here that are pushing all of these very excellent radical ideas that would that change the country in a, such a good way. But, but that's not where this country is, and I understand that. The only thing that I've ever won, essentially, is that, that the, the Supreme Court changed the United States of America in the 1960s and 70s, so it'll never be like you guys want it ever again. And, and that's a good thing. But, but we lose elections. I felt horrible for, for Abrams and, 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 and Beto and, um, and, 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 you know, Gillum, terrible. Um, you know, this is a racist country. I understand that. Oh, come on. You know what? Come I, on. I, I, this is not. Are you kidding me? Did you see all the love that was given to Abrams thanks to the Oprah? Shake and and nobody. Oh, I, it's not a matter of being I racist. You know, at what at what point are black people who have bad ideas finally just going to finally finally own up to the fact that it's not because you're black; it's because you're a horrible candidate and you have bad ideas. Well, you know that that that, that Abrams and Beto and Gillum were excellent candidates, and they came very close. But. You Mark, know, that's the how, way it is in Mark, politics. How, how dumb do you have to be to run for governor of Georgia and promise to take pe- people's guns away? I mean, I mean that, that's not smart, okay? That's not being black. That's being stupid. Yeah, but how about being honest? Well, I, I, I guess, but, but that's fine if you're honest about your idiocy. 
uh, which was what Stacey Abrams was, and, and that's fine. I'm glad she didn't lie like Claire McCaskill did. Uh, but oh, people, listen, people, I'm so glad Claire's knew. gone. I, Claire well, deserves to, to be gone. I, I voted for Claire, but, but only because I was voting against Donald. But honestly, uh, I'm glad Claire's gone. She didn't belong there ever, ever. I mean, from the time that she did what she did to, to Bob Holden, years ago and lost the governor's position in Missouri after she trashed Holden. You know, I was all, she's just a bad person. I'm glad she's gone. She needed well, to be well, gone. Let me ask you this then. If, if you're really that vicious about her and even about her being there in the first place, why did you vote for her? Because I voted against Donald Trump because he is the scourge in this country that is essentially the modern-day McCarthyism, and, and we've stopped that now. We won on that. Yeah. Donald's done. He is finished. Right. When, when, well. when everybody th- – really, I mean, look, m- remember what I've told you. Uh, Joe McCarthy, when he was disgraced, 30% of the American people still supported him. So, you know, you've got to understand that's what this country is. Well, here's the thing, and and, th- and this needs to be, and I realize when you uh, you texted me this morning, you you I, I saw the the words orange jumpsuit, but I was so busy, I I was I I've just texted you back, <laughs> can I call you? But I saw the words orange jumpsuit. I go, here we go again. Do you realize that uh, in in many ways, the GOP and indeed even President Trump have Democrats right where we want them. You know that, right? Because. Now we're going to be able to see you in all your full glory when you are in charge of something. And I guarantee you, when you're in charge of something, it'll be much like the way you all are in charge of a wet dream. You screw it up every single time. So what's going to happen is we're going to see a bunch of hearings. We're going to see Elijah Cummings clucking behind his glasses on the end of his nose. We're going to see Schiff with his wide-eyed, howdy-doody ass approach to the Intelligence Committee and and Russia. We're going to see Nancy Pelosi. She's the House Speaker. And all you all are going to do... President Pelosi. All you are... All you guys are going to do is reveal yourself to be completely unconcerned with the important matters of most normal, average, everyday Americans. And, and they, they don't want to see Elijah Cummins mumble through some hearing. They want to see relief when it comes to their taxes, when it comes to trade deals, when it comes to border security, when it comes to uh, regulation. They don't want to see shift in front of another okay, microphone but, blathering on about Russia? Yeah, but all that's over now, you know, because the, the, the House will stop all that. President Pelosi has got control now, and, and, and we will see Donald's tax <laughs> returns. President Pelosi. You, you, we we will see Donald's tax returns very quickly. Right, but they, nobody, they announced that last night. Right, but nobody cares about Donald Trump's tax returns except the usual suspects. Again, do you except, think... Do you do you think that the steam fitter federal prosecutors? Do you think that right? Do you think the steam fitter down uh, in uh, like like my steam no. fitter Chris? Uh, do you think do you think he's concerned about Donald Trump's tax returns again? We're we're Not more, at all. we're more than happy. We're more than happy to run against you guys 
even more feverishly than we did before in 2020. We couldn't, we couldn't make a better bumper sticker that could propel us to the White House again in 2020 uh, than, than the, the actual uh, midterm election that provided us with a cast of characters who are going to do nothing but make fools of themselves and drill themselves into the ground trying to outperform each other in this left-wing, let's re-prosecute uh, 2016 election uh, play. Uh, it, it's not going to happen. So, again, we're, we're, those of us in, in our realm are very happy. People who live in Illinois aren't because Pritzker beat Rahner, and, and that's Rahner's fault. Uh, he was a terrible candidate and a terrible uh, Republican who was elected by grassroots people and then summarily turned against them. So, uh, and by the way, here's one more thing that, that is important about this election. Democrats were not only defeated uh, the the left wing Democrats were not only defeated in uh, in this midterm election, but you know who else was defeated in this election? Two very important but annoying Republicans, Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, who no longer have power as moderate Republicans, uh, because now that we have fifty five Republican senators. It doesn't matter what comes out of the mouth of Susan Collins or Murkowski. They are irrelevant, and we can do whatever we want to, including confirming Supreme Court nominees without them. So this was a, an election in which two annoying Republicans also lost their swagger, and I'm happy about that because Supreme Court, here we come. Yeah. Well, first of all, you've probably got 53 senators, not 55, but don't worry about that right now. And as far as Supreme Court, uh, believe me, we'll prop up uh, uh, Bader Ginsburg uh, no matter what it takes. I mean, we'll keep her sitting in that seat, I mean, even if she dies. So don't worry about that. And and as far as what's going to happen in the 2020 election, you guys are going to be competitive with somebody like either John Kasich or, or Mitt Romney. Ew. That's fine. No way. Those are your guys. No, you got them. No, they're not. You'll they're, they're, own them. Nobody, no, but nobody, not even Ohioans like John Kasich. I'm sorry to say. John, he, might, he might be. John Kasich and Mitt Romney are your two top guys for 2020 yeah. because Donald will be in jail. <laughs> Joy Behar is the only one that actually likes John Kasich, and uh, Mitt Romney's wife is the only one that likes him. So nobody's <laughs> coming. Nobody's coming near these guys in, the, in 2020. And Donald Trump's not going to be in jail. You guys, you guys are wasting your time. And 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 instead of actually taking the capital that you might be able to gain from taking over the house, you guys are going to squander it with sideshows. And we're more than happy to watch all that happen. Yeah, enterprise leasing is getting that that van all warmed <laughs> up for us to take our trip to prison. So yeah, you enjoy. So so you love you guys. You already hit up enterprise leasing for the uh, sponsorship of the uh, federal prison trip. That's that's it. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, I you know okay, I, be I, good. I, I, yes, uh, thank you very much, Mark. I appreciate it very much. Look at so so you you expect Mark to be, and he's got the same attitude that a lot of folks in the uh, in, in the media and beyond have. They they really there's not much they can say because they're they're kind of in this. Uh, this thing where like, oh, yeah, but Nancy Pelosi's going to be the 
speaker. And they're like, yeah, she is, maybe. And you're going to have her uh, on Golden Pond doddering for the next two years. And it's only going to get worse because the more she talks, the worse it it gets for her. Uh, And and eventually all you're going to be hoping for is is that – you know, Henry Fonda, will you, will you come pick up Nancy from the dock and put her in your canoe and 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 go away, please? But that was that's what we're going to find. So uh, Sonny Wilson's going to be in in uh, just a little bit. Last night he was the uh, hardest working man in show business, as was everybody at Missouri First. Uh, I'm sorry, Make America First, Missouri. These guys were great. Renee Artman, thank you so much for having us. Diane Neff, Ben Murphy, Annette Reed, uh, Sonny Wilson, the rest of the gang there. It was great to see you. Uh, Matt did a great job with the setup. I hope you guys appreciate the fact that we were there. I was kind of amazed, by the way, that we had as many uh, viewers as we did on Facebook that that evening because every TV in the area was turned on to some station watching and everything else. And yet we still had uh, the ears uh, and eyes of a lot of people. And, and that was really a great sign. And I really appreciated the, uh, the fact that uh, you folks tuned in. And I know a lot of you couldn't, and I, I totally understand that because uh, it was a, it was a busy night for everybody. So we um, had in general, a, a very good night. I think the one thing that I'm very disturbed about, is the state auditor race and uh, Sandra uh, McDowell not not it, uh, being able to uh, uh, pull that off, at least the way we're looking at it now. Yeah, Bindi, you were wondering about Arizona, and, and I'm pretty sure McSally is going to be winning that race. And they're still hanging on to the to the numbers there in Georgia. The, uh, but that's only because they're just praying for, uh, they're just, they're just trying to, they just won't admit she lost. And certainly they won't admit that Oprah's girl was soundly defeated. But again, uh, Kaysen saying, yeah, everybody's racist. It's like, no, sometimes you're black and you have stupid ideas. And that's just the way it goes. <laughs> it's not your blackness. It's your stupidity. And it doesn't matter what race you are, wandering into Georgia promising to take people's guns is not a way to win over Georgia. It's just not. You can ask the the, the, the puppy wandering around outside homeless whether that's a good idea. And, 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 and the puppy will suddenly start to speak and tell you that's a bad idea. Only because it's such a bad idea... It makes puppies talk to you. That's all I'm saying. You guys are great. And Ben Murphy, too, thank you and, and for being out there. You guys did a great job. And as I said in the broadcast yesterday, Josh Hawley ought to be busy writing thank you notes. And I can provide him with a list of thank you notes he need to uh, he needs to give. And right, the first thank you note obviously is to uh, is to President Trump. But one of the uh, the biggest thank you notes, the most numeral n- numerous thank you notes that need to be written, are the thank you notes to the grassroots, who, in spite of the fact that they were 
rejected by the Hawley campaign even after the primary and largely ignored, they still gravitated towards him and helped him out. They could have waged a huge war that was, hey, Josh Hawley propped up by the state GOP, blah, 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 didn't deserve this, and he, but they didn't. They went up there and knew what the task at hand needed to be, and the task needed to be that Claire McCaskill would no longer be seated in the U.S. Senate. It was that simple. And so Josh Hawley not only has a lot of thank you notes to write, but he also has a, uh, a lot of proving to do as well. But I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem. I, I'm, I'm very... Uh, I'm very satisfied that the incoming U.S. Senators, all of whom were put across the finish line thanks to Donald Trump, who worked his butt off on their behalf, uh, they, they owe the president quite a bit of loyalty. And so, in my opinion, that's going to be happening. Thank you to Matthew Mitchell of the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. 855-QUOTE-ME. 855-QUOTE-ME is the... Uh, Phone number for him. Low premiums, low deductibles, all at the same time. Also want to thank my buddy Ricky Hall. And Ricky Hall is a fantastic guy. He is the veteran owner of Nutrition HQ. And I want to let you know that if you're going into the holidays, and you all know what happens, a lot of people fluctuate in terms of their weight, and their, or at the very least, when, when school starts and when all the busyness of the holidays start, what happens is you wind up busy. And, 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 and so what happens is you don't get to the gym as much as you normally do. You're active, but you're active mostly picking up kids from school, taking them to school, uh, doing whatever you're doing with work or whatever, and, and, and going to your board meetings or whatever it happens to be, or going to your club meetings, whatever it's just when, when September comes around, life picks up, life gets busier, and you don't have as much time to work out. So you need to kind of replace that uh, with some ways in which you can uh, keep yourself trim and keep yourself slim and in fighting shape for when springtime comes along. So we've got Winoline uh, and Virilitat for the guys, which I do. I love that. Virilitat is a testosterone booster, but it's kind of, it's a natural one. It's not I'm not on a it's not the squirt the, the injections or things. It's just a pill. It's not a big deal. And then winoline, which is a which is a fat burner, which is awesome for the guys. And then for the ladies, Lady Lean and Tone Complex, which is great. And that's good for you too. It's it's a regular dietary supplement. It's no big deal. You take it every day. But it keeps your metabolism up, it keeps you going, and it fills in the gaps where otherwise perhaps um, a workout uh, wasn't able to be uh, done. Or maybe you were in a situation where you, uh, you, you can't work out as long as you used to work out. So all those things are going to help you at Nutrition HQ. NHQ.rocks is the website. They're right there at McKnight and Manchester. And uh, veteran-owned, Ricky Hall's a good friend of mine and a good man all together. Good morning this morning. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're licking their chops and licking their wounds over there in the mainstream media. So, of course, what you're seeing is uh, CBS and NBC both basically having to be dragged kicking and screaming into reality. But they are 
not only kicking, they're also screaming then about legitimacy and about racism. And I and it was the same line that Mark Kaysen tried to pull over on us. Oh, by the way, Matt, Sonny texted me. He said he was about 20 minutes away. So that means he's about uh, 10 minutes away because he texted me 10 minutes ago. And because I am a mathematician and an expert in math, I can do the math and have determined that indeed since he texted me 10 minutes ago and said he was 20 minutes away, that means he's 10 minutes away. See how brilliant I am? I, listen, I didn't go to college. for. I mean, no, thank you. Isn't that amazing? That's the kind of brilliance you get with Radio Free Realm, that instant ability to, to do math right in your head that way is incredible as far as I, if I do say so myself. Just want to let you know. So anyway, uh, and now he's, uh, now he's nine minutes away. Because I just talked for another minute, and since he said 20 minutes, it was 10 minutes ago, and I spent another minute talking about it, now it's nine minutes away. Look at me. I'm a genius. I don't, even, I don't even have an abacus in front of me, and that's the kind of amazing thing you get. Oh, okay. Steam fitter tr- Chris had to bring up trigonometry. Great, buddy. I don't even think I even saw trigonometry. I think I might have seen it. Then I saw it again, and then I saw it again in summer school and college. And then at that point, I f- must have figured out some way that math was not going to be important at this juncture uh, in, my, in my life. But guys like Steamfitter Chris, though, those guys have to know math, man. They're, they're engineers. They're, they're, they're guys that are, you know, uh, they, 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 you got to know that kind of stuff. Yeah, when you're in the apprentice program, that's why I think people sometimes give these trade unions the short shrift. There's some smart people in there. Because it, 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 it takes a lot to be it, – it's engineering. It's, you know, pipe fitting. It's measuring. It's math. It's stuff like that that I would never be able to uh, to, to pull off. So, yeah, Anthony says he hasn't used 90% of the math he used in school. I know. But, you know, one of, I was talking to – because we were touring schools uh, for Natalie, and I talked to one of the uh, great people at Villa, and uh, she was a geometry teacher – uh, and mostly geometry. And geometry was one of the, the math courses that I actually excelled in and enjoyed more because it was more verbal. And you, you had axioms and things like that. And I could, I could make sense of axioms. You know? I, could, I, could, I could deal with those kinds of things because they were something I could hold in my hand. You, you, show, you show a number to me and you might as well just, you know, I'm, I'm the dog and staring into the Victrola cone. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about but but i could grasp geometry one thing i did uh, i do know about math which is amazing and then i'll get to the matter at hand because you guys aren't here to learn to hear me talk about math but uh one thing i do did mention to the teacher uh is that i noticed that math teachers uh, of all of, of the many people i've run into regarding the math teachers who teach have taught my kids throughout the years, and I'm going all the way back to Ethan, is that it's amazing how it always seems like the math teacher has the most personality of all the teachers, which is amazing to me because you'd think like a math teacher would be more, you know, numeric and blah and this and that, and yet uh, it, it, the math teacher uh, – the, the math teachers, all the math teachers I know are the ones with the most personality of all the teachers, which is pretty amazing. And uh, she explained to me, she said, well, I think 
that uh, it has to do with the fact that we, we it's so hard to be able to get across to the students' uh, interest in math. Math sometimes will turn a lot of kids off, and usually it's because if they're not good at it, they they don't like it. So that's kind of how uh, uh, things go. So you have to find a way to put a sunny uh, sheen on math. And so it helps, maybe it's natural, that math teachers oftentimes are the ones that have uh, the most personality because they're having to kind of sell an otherwise mundane product to the kids. So maybe that's it. But either way, I've noticed one thing uh, throughout uh, my history is that the math teachers always seem to be a little more, uh, have a little more personality. I use the, uh, uh, the uh, one of my teachers uh, at the time, uh, Mr. Coyle was a was a math teacher, and I remember him. He was had this buzz cut, and he had this attitude, and, but he was interesting, you know. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Berg was my geometry teacher in high school; loved her. Mrs. Branstetter was my third grade teacher, but she was also a math whiz, and so I liked her. So I kind of got into I liked my math teachers more than I liked math. Let's put it that way. Anyway. Speaking of the math, uh, left-wing people, they didn't like the math last night. The math that turned out that uh, they were on the losing end. This was an entire and immediate and obvious uh, – Lisa's like, my my math teacher smoked pot with us. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> uh, not surprising, though, but, yeah, funny, Lisa. Love it. Anyway, the math from last night – was very beneficial to those of us who wanted to be able to send a message to the left-wing lunatic fringe and the resistance that it's futile, that you are not as popular as you think you are, and you are not uh, you are dependent on the news media and celebrities to prop you up. So, for instance, Abrams needed Oprah. Uh, the Senate candidate in Tennessee needed Taylor Swift. Beto O'Rourke needed all kinds of goofballs down there in Texas. And, and so uh, they needed Hollywood and, and, and they needed the news media. And Americans, normal average everyday Americans, have a mistrust of both of those. And so these folks are never going to learn. But, of course, if all else fails, just claim that it's because Americans are racist. That's what the deal is here. Not over, but what is the story that's emerging about the role minority players, uh, minority voters played in this election? Great. So this is uh, over there at, uh, at the uh, CBS war room there. And they decided to uh, compare President Trump's victory last night, and it was a resounding victory. More importantly, as I say, uh, it's a victory for President Trump, but it's more importantly a victory for common sense and the new Republican Party. This Republican Party belongs to Donald Trump. It does not belong to Jeff Flake. It does not belong to Ben Sass. And you know what? We even managed to put Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski out of business yesterday, which was a feat that a lot of us were sorely looking for. Because what happens before all this is that we were dependent on Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins to to 
promote the Republican agenda in the U.S. Senate. They held all the cards. It didn't matter whether it was a judicial appointment to the Supreme Court or whether it was a tax proposal or whatever or a budget. We were dependent on Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins. Oh, the swing vote. We don't know what they're going to do. They're going to be the deciding vote. They're going to be this. No more. Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins do not have any more power other than the power they have as U.S. senators. So don't forget that was kind of a hidden gem in the uh, in the voter turnout and in the victory last night for uh, common sense conservatism. The hidden gem there was that we also defeated Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski. So keep that in mind as you start to look at all the ways in which we changed over. Keep in mind also, it was a huge victory for us in the House being taken over by Democrats. Wait for it here, because what we're going to see, and what I told you earlier is, we're going to see a Democratic Party that is going to be more intent on revealing itself. And whenever they reveal themselves, especially when they're Elijah Cummings, Maxine Waters, Schiff, and, and, and Nancy Pelosi, when they're left to their own devices, they are a bunch of circus clowns, and they're going to reveal themselves to be just that as they hold hearing after hearing on Russia, tax returns, Comey, blah, 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 things that nobody cares about. And so as they try to re-prosecute the 2016 election, we're running for 2020, and we're passing them by. And, and, and all they're going to do is look like a bunch of fools We'll raise money against them. We'll run against them in 2020 and how goofy they are. And that's how we're going to take it over in 2020. Keep in mind, too, that when it comes to the win for the House Democrats, even when they won, they still lost. They are still on a list that puts them way down below the list of midterm opposition party victories. In the past, Republicans in Obama and in Clinton time, when, when they took over, they took over by some 60 seats. It was a total wave. This was not a blue wave. This was a blue, I think Lise put it this way, a blue dribble uh, yesterday when she, we were on Facebook. And so we, uh, we, we managed to, to achieve that in terms of being able to show that even when the House wins, it doesn't win enough. 25 seats or whatever it happens to be, that's, that, is, that is nothing when it comes to uh, a, a midterm election. It, they should have done better. They didn't, and they didn't because they're not better and because Americans continue uh, not to necessarily trust them. So anyway, what, what's your go-to when, when you lose? What's your go-to when, you, when, you, when you've propped up a couple of uh, – Black candidates who, aside from being black, uh, which which doesn't make a difference, they just have bad ideas. And so, uh, when you are Stacey Abrams and you wander into and you wander into Georgia, pledging to take people's guns, you're not going to win. It doesn't matter whether you are black, white, whatever. And and uh, and th- at this time, it's not because you're black; it's because you're not smart. That's how it works. Gillum, you don't wander into Florida promising 
to increase taxes and indeed even institute an income tax that you'd have to institute in order to fund all the programs you want to fund. It doesn't work that way. The only thing shocking is that the uh, is that the, Gillum did as well as he did in Florida. That to me is a shock, and I only think it's because DeSantis wasn't the strongest uh, person uh, in the world here. I, I I still didn't think DeSantis was the strongest candidate uh, for 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 that job, uh, but nonetheless. He did win, and he did win with the support of Trump, and he ought to be thanking his lucky stars for President Trump. DeSantis is a good guy, but he, uh, but he wasn't the strongest candidate around as far as I'm concerned. But, but nonetheless, President Trump did uh, prop, him off, uh, prop him up. And, yes, yeah, Scotty, you're right. She's never going to concede. They, they might, in fact, end up having a runoff election. Uh, and she'll try to promote this race thing with the help of uh, the folks over there, even at CBS News and beyond. But this is what the drivel you were hearing last night uh, as they watched certain candidates go down. About the role minority players, uh, minority voters played in this election. I think it's a complicated story. It's obviously true that there was wide turnout across the board, and it's very likely that candidates like Andrew Gillum, uh, Beto O'Rourke, Stacey Abrams wouldn't have gotten as far as they did without high turnout and support from uh, voters of color. And on the sort of congressional level, there have been candidates of color in New York and Illinois and Kansas who have won their races and won them um, uh, pretty decisively. And so that that's one part of the story. I think that the other part of the story and the sort of the less savory part of the story is the extent to which voters of color faced systemic barriers, um, voter suppression, sort of labyrinthine rules that kind of that likely kept their turnout from being higher than it could have been, especially in states like Georgia and Florida. And so I don't think you can understand the results in those states without, without thinking about and reckoning with the, the degree to which um, those voters face suppression um, and, and moves to keep them out of the electorate. But think yeah. of the star power that was put into that race. Mm-hmm. Oprah uh, yeah, coming out on, in, in, in uh, <laughs> favor of Abrams, other celebrities. President Trump uh, went down there. Is this, a, in many ways, a, a referendum on celebrity support? No, I, I don't, but I think it is fair to say we're going to look at, a lot of people are going to look at Florida, Georgia. Brian Kemp and Ron DeSantis. President Trump weighed in in both primaries. He got involved in both primaries and pulled them both across the finish line. Thank you, Chuck. And they're both going to eke out against proud, progressive African-American Democrats. uh, And I was reminded that Obama also went down on behalf of him. And so, look, it is interesting that the the sort of they were very much sort of Trump-like Republicans, not not necessarily suburban Republicans, uh, Chamber of Commerce Republicans, more Trump-like Republicans. Uh, and Stacey Abrams and, and, and Andrew Gillum come up short. So they're trying to insinuate somehow that the Stacey Abrams and the Andrew Gillums of the world lost because they basically were voter suppression, just like it was back in the 60s or whatever, and they lost because of racism. The fact that matters are never going to consider two things. One is that President Trump uh, still remains a very powerful force in this electorate and a very powerful force in uh, the uh, in common sense conservatism. And so when he comes in and uh, and and helps out 
the individuals uh, like DeSantis, who otherwise sometimes are a little weak, when he comes in and helps them out, he pushes them over the finish line. That's because people still love Donald Trump, and they still love people who they can trust to support him once they become installed in higher office. And so uh, it wasn't about racism. It wasn't about voter suppression. It was all about two black people with two really stupid platforms and bad ideas. And Abrams, while she hasn't conceded yet, she'll milk this whole racism thing on through the runoff election, uh, was it was an idiot. And, and, and being black wasn't her problem. Being an idiot was. You don't go into Georgia and declare you're going to take people's guns. It's really pretty simple. Any moron can come to that conclusion, black, white, purple, Asian, otherwise. You don't come into Florida as a black dude, white dude, Asian dude or whatever, and tell Floridians you're going to have to increase their income taxes as in install one or their sales taxes to put up with your Hugo Chavez program. It doesn't work that way. So again, it's not because you're black, Andrew Gillum. It's because you're dumb. Stacey Abrams, it's not because you're black. It's because you're dumb. And even Oprah who is a hundred million times smarter than you are, still can't help you. That's, that's how it all works. So it's not about racism. Come on. I, we saw the same thing on a, on a smaller level with this, uh, uh, you know, uh, MICDS Parkway North uh, football game the other day. Uh, Parkway North gets their asses kicked by MICDS, and suddenly uh, it's it, 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 they're 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 making claims that there were racial slurs and all that kind of stuff. And you know what? Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. Losers always end up resorting to this baloney regarding racism, whatever. And uh, let's face it, she had a bad idea. Let us now relax. Let us now take a deep breath. Yes, I know many of you are upset. That effing John James is not a U.S. Senator in Michigan. Did we all want effing John James to be the next U.S. Senator from Michigan? Yes, we did. He's black. Was that racist that he uh, was not elected the U.S. Senator in Michigan? Is that was that racist? I don't. I don't see them talking about that. But I really wanted F and John James to be the next senator from Michigan, and not because I cared about him. I didn't really know much about him. All I wanted to do was say, "You're Senator F and John James." But you know what? He he will always be effing John James to you and me. Nothing changes that. He will always be effing John James to you and me. That's right. That's right. He's always going to be our favorite effing John James, whether he lost or won or whatever else. And you know what he'll always be to Brenda Battle, the reporter there at the newspaper who didn't want him to win? 
he'll still always be effing John James to her for the rest of her life. I don't want to see people fired. I never do. But if we had to go through all of this and realize that there's an American journalist out there with a man living in her head named then I believe this election and everything surrounding it was indeed worth it. Now back to breathing. Jesus, loud. What the hell? How could yoga music be overmodulated? It's not because I turned it up either. I wonder if this yoga music has... Uh... Yes, everybody. What a wonderful day it was and wonderful night it was last night as we lured the Democrats into the trap that we wanted to set for them in the beginning. Yes, people, put your hands together and look up at the sky and realize that we are going to see up in the sky and on the stage and in the news media a bunch of uh, Star Wars bar characters holding hearings. We're going to see. We're going to see glasses perched on the nose of Elijah Cummings. We're not going to understand what he says because we actually never do. But he'll be saying something about federal investigations or something of that sort. We won't know. Nancy Pelosi will be oared into the dock onto the shore by Henry Fonda and will be helped up onto the dock and she'll become the next speaker of the house and we'll see that for the next two years we'll see Adam Schiff howdy doody himself standing in front of every microphone you can imagine a man who never blinks I don't know whether you notice that or not. He just doesn't blink at all. Which makes him weird. Because people who don't blink are weird. And even weird people who are weird in other ways understand that when you don't blink, you're weird. That's just the bottom line. Even the weirdest people, when they see somebody blink, they're like, that's really weird. So we see Adam Schiff is going to be weird. Maxine Waters will keep screaming. And they'll all look like a bunch of fools, damn fools, I say, for the next two years. And President Trump will run against them. And we'll use them. We'll wear them on our shoulder. We'll hologram them up into the sky. And we will say, look at your Democratic Party. You want more of this in 2020? Hell no. And that's how it's all going to work out. Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, if they had... You know what? They would have been cut off last night. And they were. They no longer have any power. We have power now, and we don't need them. We also have, ladies and gentlemen, the truth that even when the Democratic Party won, they lost because they are now the losiest winning midterm party in recent history. Do you know that? Do you know that they only won, I think, was it 25 seats and some 30 maybe? And normally when midterm 
opposition parties win, they win in the 60s, like the Republicans did against Obama and against against Clinton. They took over the House, and it was by 60, 65 seats. This was 25. What a, what a pansy-ass, candy-ass way to take over the House. You couldn't even really do it fully, muscularly. You couldn't even do it with any kind of verve at all, any kind of energy at all. You couldn't do it. And so now you're just ahead by 25. Well, big whoop. Half of them are conservative Democrats. That's how that's going to all work out. It's a good night overall, so it's time to relax and bring Sonny Wilson in here because we're going to do, um, I've got this thing now, the Missouri Athletic Club now, where I, I'm a member there. They now have uh, they now have hot yoga at Missouri Athletic Club. And I did yoga a while back. What's up, brother? Nice to see you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Sonny Wilson. One of the uh, kings of the grassroots. Have you ever done yoga before? Yes, I have. Have you? See, I knew it. Actually, the first one, uh, Devin Allman. He he took me to what place to go do it. Who did? Devin Allman. Do you know Devin Allman? Greg Allman's son. Greg Allman's son took you there? Yeah. How did it, that? How did that happen? Devin and I are really good friends. We've been friends for over twenty years. You're kidding! Yeah. He's a great guy. He is a great guy. Well, I mean, I mean he's I very mean, on the left too. I know. So we have some really good conversations. Yeah. Well, well, he performs in St. Louis all the time, right? He does. He's actually all over the place. Does he live in St. Louis? St. Charles. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Because, uh, well, he, he was actually uh, one of my groomsmen. He was. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. That's crazy, His son dude. and my son are actually really good friends. From I, I say we've had boys together since they were six months old. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I, uh, I, uh, Devin Allman is. Well, I, I'm a huge Allman Brothers fan, and it's not because my last name's Allman. Or whatever. I'm, I'm not even. I don't even think I'm. I'm related to them. Who knows whether I am or not? And so. You know, I, I go way back to the to the old days. I go back to the old days of Dwayne, even, and I've got every single one of their uh, their albums. Everything. I'm I'm just like I, I one of my signature tunes. Uh, I used to uh, I used to sing when I was with um, uh, with the Smash Band when he'd play. As okay. I'd, I'd go up and sing "One Way Out." Yeah. Uh, on on stage with Smash, and so it was one of that's one of my favorite songs, and of course uh, Blue Sky and everything else was it, it's it's uh, it's they're an amazing band, and Devin has certainly followed in his uh, in his dad's footsteps. It's pretty cool. He's actually carried it on. You know, he's got a, he has his own unique uh, voice yeah. too from his dad. Amazing, you know. So uh, you know, that's one thing he was telling me too is that since his dad passed away, this is a really tragic thing. I know we're getting off the of politics thing. Devin lost his mom and his dad within six months. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And Cher actually has brought the family together. So all the kids of Greg's. So Thanksgiving, Christmas, she opens her house up and just has everybody come together. No kidding. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I didn't know whose uh, mo- Devin's mom was. I, I, I Shelly. Shelly, okay, yeah. That's too bad. And they met, you know, uh, Greg met her on the road. Uh-huh. And they just... Yeah, there comes Devin. Well, and that whole family, and that was sad. The whole thing with with uh, Dwayne Allman, and uh, that's one of the reasons why that why one of their albums is called "Eat a Peach" because uh, because Dwayne was run over by a peach truck. Yeah, 
that was too, I mean, uh, you know, and it's it's interesting though. So Devin Allman, you know, and then I uh, am friends with Cassidy Caldwell, okay, who is uh, Toy Caldwell's daughter, and she lives in St. Louis. Oh, really? And Toy Caldwell, it, when you when you look at the Marshall Tucker Band, first of all, the Marshall Tucker Band is amazing they were just they were in town not too long ago mm-hmm. uh and uh they were with um the uh uh gee whiz now now i can't remember who they who they were with but they were they, it was it was a whole uh it was a whole uh group of of it was a whole show uh and they had the almond they had the uh they had uh the uh greengrass and highways who sings that the, the uh, uh damn it i yeah, tell me who it was because I went to see them. I took Aiden to see him. The outlaws. Yeah, the outlaws. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the outlaws came. They opened up the show, and then uh, you had Marshall Tucker there, and George McCorkle's kind of the only one still. You know, there's right. still a couple guys still there, but McCorkle's the singer there, and and, um, and there's a little bit of a tension between all that stuff. But but anyway, and then and then I took Aiden over. We took an Uber over to uh to the uh, amphitheater and saw ZZ Top. So it was like it was oh, a great, great night, you know, in the lives of uh of Southern Rock. So anyway, uh so Cassidy Caldwell and I went to see the Marshall Tucker band with her. Okay. Uh so we were standing there and 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 Toy Caldwell, the story behind these guys is uh he was a stud man. He he came back from Vietnam. He was sh- he was injured. He was shot in Vietnam. I mean, okay. he was he was a Marine in Vietnam. Came back and got together with some guys and formed the Marshall Tucker Band. The guy was an oh, absolute really? stud. Uh, died at a terribly young age, which is sad. But Cassidy's, you know, I wonder if she ever. Ha- I bet you she probably hangs out with Devin every once in a while. I don't know. I had to ask him. Yeah, she and I don't really talk politics. I don't, I don't really know what her politics are, but she and I have been friends. For, I mean, that's the thing is too while. is that you know Devin being you know growing up in the the music industry, you know people are like, oh, do you talk about music? Honestly, we don't even talk about anything within the music at all, and I think that's why we're friends. Is that I'm more the down to earth friend of his that doesn't want like backstage pass and all this stuff or yeah, right, music. Right, yeah, he's like, hey, what's up, man? You want to go get a drink? Sure, let's go shoot some darts. <laughs> nice, I love so, it. All right, so. Uh, I'll just do. I'll play some music behind us. Cause why not have a little yeah. Allman Bros? I tell you us. what, I woke up this morning thinking Sandra won. I know, me too. I am so pissed. Ben called me. Ben Murphy goes, Sonny, you know Sandra lost. I go, no. I went to bed last night. Fox News was talking about how she won. And I was like, great, all is good. Josh won. We got Claire out. Oh well, you know, you know, clean Missouri passed, but we got Sandra. Right. And then I find this out. Oh. Todd Graves, Ray Bozarth, Alex Meyer, you guys, you, you're you're we're done with you because you really screwed this one up. That's what I was about to say, Sonny, because that's the, the, that's the only explanation I can find for the fact that we had this amazing victory on the part of Josh Hawley, right? Who who clobbered clobbered Claire McCaskill. Oh. This, this wasn't a, this wasn't even close, right? And, and and any conventional wisdom will tell you that any statewide Republican running right. would be successful and follow in the footsteps. But right. I mentioned this earlier because you kind of mentioned this last night. Sadly, the state Republican Party did. I had Sandra on the air here when they were in the primary. I didn't have her on uh, during the general. Uh, but But that's only just because, I mean, it wasn't. We didn't deem it to be that big of a deal, but anyway. Well, you know, she uh, was everywhere. Yeah, she was always just traveling, you know, campaigning. And 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 but but the state party basically did not 
lift a finger. I Help raised her. more money for her than the state party did. I did more for her than they did. I, know, I, had, I had door knocking campaigns when I was with the state party where they didn't want us to do anything for her, but I resisted. And after I resigned, you know, I went and raised money for her. You know, I, I brought Sheriff Joe out here to support her, done a fundraiser for her. We had billboards for her, and the state party done nothing. And, they, you know, Clean Missouri, what did they really do for that? Not well, much. And, and, and that, was that, that was the one thing we needed in, in state governments to have a Republican in the, in the auditor's office because this is, this is what's so screwed up about this. And I do believe uh, that, that Republicans who supported Clean Missouri ultimately, uh, unfortunately, most of them, are term limited, so they right. didn't give a flying f about clean Missouri or whatever. Right. They're term limited, limited people right. who are trying to kiss up to somebody for a job post office holding, and, and so Danforth, uh, yeah. And then you had John Danforth supporting it, uh, which was uh, crazy. So I, I you know, the, the reality is, uh, I totally am in a situation where. I'm hugely disappointed in the Republican Party for helping advance this thing. I think the Orwellian language is what uh, promoted it and what and, and got it across, right. calling it clean Missouri. And and we thought, okay, well, as long as there's a Republican in the state auditor's office who is going to... She said she was going to bring in a Democrat on, on the board to yes. actually make the decision. She was going to make it very fair. It wasn't like she was going to be some extremist. At all, right? So, is Nicole Galloway going to bring in no. a Republican? That's There's that, no. and so that's the problem: is you're going to have a demographer who is hired by the state, and then uh, and then is going to be uh, installed in the auditor's office to to make all these decisions about right. demographics and 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 how to redistrict and all this kind of stuff, and then suddenly we become, we become another Cook County. It's just crazy. I mean, I mean, like I said, I am so disappointed. And I tell you what, you know, Graves, Bozarth, Meyer, you know, it, it, you, you, you lost it. You did it, you know, and they need to be held accountable for it. Uh, no doubt. No, these guys, why didn't they help her? It, I, you know, I really can't tell you. I, I don't know. I, I have no idea why. You would think. I mean, she was a well-qualified candidate, good look, hard worker. I mean, I even told her, you know, you know, yesterday, early, I sent her a text. I said, you know what, you if you win or lose, you know, you you put everything on the table, you you gave it your all, and she did, because she worked her butt off, you know. And I tell you what, I hope you know I haven't talked to her yet. I'm going to give her a call later on today, but uh, I hope she doesn't get discouraged and she doesn't go away because she's she's one that I would like to see around for a very long time. Yeah, that, that, and, and, and that's the thing where I really do uh, want to get right down to brass tacks on that because uh, she does have potential in the future. But she but, does. but 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 I'm, but I'm trying to figure out like if if you know what's at stake, and, and here is the problem, and this is why I think, and I'm not much of a conspiracy guy, I, you know, I I, I don't want to be too crazy about this. But here's the deal: Todd and these guys who are mainstream. Republicans, right? They're cut from the same cloth that these Republicans were, who were going after Greitens over the tax credits. Right. Uh, the same same Sterling Bank funded people out there, uh, who uh, 
who, in their opinion, they, they liked Amendment 1. They liked this clean Missouri. They liked this uh, plot to uh, make life more difficult for uh, Republicans, uh, oddly enough. And so they knew that Sandra McDowell, if a Republican were in the state auditor's office, they knew that that would help derail Amendment 1. Right. So, so, so the, I know. That's why they gave her no, no resources. Nothing. Right. You know, fundraising or a donor list, nothing. They wouldn't give any of that to her. Ray Bozak promised her numerous times he was getting those things to her, those resource, resources and tools. And every time he delayed, 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 delayed. Wow. Amazing. Last night, Sonny, I, I, I mentioned, and, and I am, uh, excuse me, I'm trying to get some, some info here, but uh, last night I mentioned, uh, and, and, and this was, in my opinion, really super important, I mentioned that, uh, that you guys, you and Ben and uh, Diane Neff and Annette Reed and Renee Artman, mm-hmm. and I know I'm, I'm missing a bunch of other people as well, uh, were very integral parts of the Josh Hawley victory. I mentioned earlier this morning, and I even mentioned last night, as Hawley's numbers started to become more favorable as the night went on, uh, that that it was a contentious primary. It was difficult for everybody. There were a lot of personalities involved. Uh, There was a lot of rejection involved. There was a lot of controversy, some of it, because the state GOP was doing what it was doing. And, and, And so... There was an easy path for people in the grassroots to kind of not lift a finger once Josh Hawley got the nomination. Like, yeah, right. whatever. Uh, I didn't, I, you know, I'll vote for him, but I'm not going to help him. I'll vote, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, but the reality is it went the opposite direction. You guys, yeah. and, and in spite of the fact that I know you know, you, Protect America First, a pack who I work for. Yeah. Nice, the vice president for him. We gave him money. Yeah. Sheriff I mean, Joe came out with an endorsement yeah. for him. And this is the this is the ass kicker on this one. <laughs> yeah, when we did that, we 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 had the video out, Sheriff Joe in the background of the desert, saying that we would need a guy like Josh Holly. Right, you know right, what? right. They didn't want it. Oh yeah, they never they never shared it. No, wait, wait, who didn't want it? Josh Holly's camp. Why not? They thought it could uh, hurt him in the, in the in the race. Okay, see that's that's that, that's where I was like, on you just took our money. And now we have a video of the sheriff endorsing you. I was like, well, hell with you. Screw yeah, you. That's, and that's why, you know, that's why Sandra, you know, we said, fine. You know, I, I didn't want to share the sheriff too much in the state because it would weaken, you know, his right. endorsement. But uh, Holly Camp, no. Yeah. But you know what? Still, despite of that, you know, we didn't say a thing. We were very supportive of him. And, you know, the grassroots, I tell you what, the state could have done so much to mend everything. They didn't acknowledge that we came out and endorsed Josh, and we're embracing him. And they spit it in our face when they didn't help Sandra. Where the grassroots is what helped Sandra get you know, get elected right, in, the, in right. the primary. Yeah, and you know they got clean Missouri now. They 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 screwed her up with Sandra's race. You know the state party right now, the GOP, Todd Graves, Ray Bozarth, you know Alex Meyer, they are not for us. They're not for the people of Missouri at all. They are for that shadow government, you know, within the Republican Party. Okay, and it's not, and it's not a conspiracy kind of movement. They are. They, they're not for us. Okay, so to, that's why we need to eliminate them, get them out. Right. So, but 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 the thing is, though, you just you just said this, and, and a lot of people don't know who these guys are when you say their names. So so tell me again, then who um, 
who they are. Because because I, when you mention their names, I'm assuming they're the heads of the Republican Party, right. the state Republican Party. So, so Party. Todd Graves is the head of the, the state GOP. Okay. And he's, he's, appointed. A, he's a former congressman, correct? Right. Okay. And then, well, you know, and then his brother, you know, is... Sam. Uh, right. Sam. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and these other two guys are... So Ray is the deputy director of the state GOP. And then Alex Meyer is part of the grassroots RNC... That set up the Advantage program. That right. Did all the right. door knocking, literature dropping for the candidates. What was basically just for Josh, and it, right. they weren't for anybody else. And then you know, then you know, the same thing. So then we have those same individuals that were involved in eliminating Rule Eleven. You know, okay. suspending yeah. Rule Eleven. Right. Right. Yeah. That allowed the RNC to give money to Josh Holly the last two weeks of the primary. So you know, step by step, they were not for us. They were, they were putting roadblocks. And, yeah. you know, they had the opportunity to, to really step forward and help us defeat clean Missouri. But keep in mind, Danforth was the same individual that handpicked Josh. And he was for clean Missouri. So why didn't they help Sondra? Right. And, and, and again, so what do we need to do in, in, in terms of in terms of Holly? And, and listen – Last night, I think it was you know people were um, people were excited about him, and, and I, I thought he came across really well. I mean, he he was right. I was excited that he won. You know, Claire needed to go. Well, tonight, the good Lord and the people of Missouri have given us the victory. We won. I just, had a, I just had a nice phone call from Senator McCaskill. She couldn't have been more gracious. She conceded the race. I want to thank her for her service. Yeah, and, I'm sure she was. Right? And <laughs> I had a very nice call with the President of the United States. Thank you, Mr. President, for your leadership. Thank you for believing in Missouri. Tonight, the people of Missouri have delivered. What the people of Missouri said tonight is that they want a senator who actually stands with the people of Missouri, who represents our values, who represents our voice, and will fight for us in Washington, D.C., and I will. And you know what's interesting about Claire McCaskill and, and, and the horrible mistakes she made in terms of her leadership and just basically wasting her capital is that, you know, you love, love Democrats whenever Republicans are in power. They always talk about how, hey, we need, you need to be the, uh, the senator for all Missourians as opposed to just right. for uh, the Republican Party. And they're always wagging their finger at us and saying, now, keep in mind, you have to be ecumenical. Uh, don't be polarizing. Don't be divisive. Claire McCaskill didn't give a flying F about doing anything that, Republican or conservative Missourians wanted. She didn't stand with the president on the the tax issue. Right. She didn't stand with uh, the president on Kavanaugh, which was right. an easy thing for her. At the very tail end, she made desperation moves, like throwing Maria Chappelle Nadal under the bus on Brett Baer's program, and then claiming that she supported the border enforcement policies right. that President Trump was uh, was instituting. But that, but everybody knew by that time that that was all fake and window dressing. Right. So she never supported any 
common sense Republican idea. It didn't matter right. whether it was about regulation, whether about this, whether about that. She never bothered to step up and do that. And so I think Missourians finally uh, did indeed realize that. I hope Josh knows that he is still a Republican U.S. senator. Right. Uh, just so he knows that, that. That I hope that he goes up there and he does support the president, yeah, like, yeah. like he said. Yeah. Because I tell you what, because we'll remember. Yes, yes, and, and I'm I'm sure he will because we have uh, some brand new senators coming in mm-hmm. who owe the president pretty much everything. Right. I mean, you know, that man can campaign. Oh, yeah, everywhere. he can. I tell you what, you know, everybody wants to say how old he is. He's got the energy of a thirty-year-old. Well, I mean, Trump, he, Obama gives a couple of speeches and he loses his voice. Yeah, I mean, it's like. Uh, the, the, oh, you can't speak anymore, <laughs> you know. know. And there, and there's, and there's, uh, there's honey-throated Donald Trump, man. He's I think, like he, I think the more talking. that he does, the better he gets. I know. I, it is yeah. pretty amazing. So you have this whole thing going on, and and and, and that was the thing about about Claire McCaskill's candidacy is that it, she w- wound up basically disrespecting. Uh, Missouri voters, and then only when she needed them would she come out and claim that she, she took was it for granted. The major, absolutely, yeah. and it's interesting if you look at the uh, the way the counties all boiled down in the race. She only won four counties in Missouri, right? And she won uh, Jackson County, which is where she's from, right? And Jackson County in, in the primary that's that's the only county that Josh lost. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. The so only they're one. all yeah, they're you know, it's the Kansas City people. And then then of course Clay County, which is right above Jackson, and so right. they've got a kind of they're kind of polluted by the Jackson Countyans. Right. And then you have St. Louis County, which is hopeless. Right. Yeah, and, and then the fourth, though, is interesting, and that's Boone County. But not surprising because that's where the University of Missouri is. Right. They're gonna be Columbia. a little more liberal. They're yeah. they're they're much more liberal down right. there in those in those parts. And and there's not a lot of to tell you the truth, not not a lot of not a lot of population down there. I mean, it's it's mostly centered in Columbia there, uh, but but really spread out once you get past Columbia. So you know, but but only four counties. I mean, right. so you could tell that the uh that that Josh Hawley's campaign, the way they centered things, was not unlike how President Trump centered his presidential campaign, which was to get out to uh, the rural areas and whatever and and focus on – not just population centers but populations of people. See, this is how they did it. So the the RNC – you know, had the, the Vantage program and they had these satellite offices throughout Missouri and doing the canvassing door knocking. And that's how it was because when I was with them, you know, our, re- you know, required numbers was, you know, 25, 3,500 a week doors knocked. And this is the thing that just dumbfounds me. They had the opportunity at that moment to have dropped literature for Sandra at the same time. And they didn't. Wow. And think about it. it how, how difficult it is. You're at the door. You're knocking. Double, double lit drop. And they wouldn't do it. Well, I'll go back to this to the shot I saw uh, at the state fair in Sedalia. Uh, it was the picture I saw on the in the post dispatch. Uh-huh. Remember that one? Uh-huh. And the 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 first the biggest sign was Blunt sign. Who's yeah. not even running? And and this is the thing: is this the reason why? So Alex Meyer, who heads up the GOP grassroots. He, he was a Ray, you know, he, he was a, one of their, their guys. And then all of his little lieutenants that he had across were also 
were were for Blunt's campaign. That this the all the whole establishment in in the GOP grassroots was Blunt's people. Wow. Well, okay. So, okay, great. Well, then, then still do that. Still be Blunt's people and still put the but Blunt it was, sign out there. you didn't see anything about the president. You, you it almost looked like Blunt was president. <laughs> exactly. Because it was all his people, yes. his lieutenants. Exactly. And, and what's interesting about all that, though, is that the explanation that was given is uh, that somehow, uh, well, we expect campaigns to give us signs. Right. Oh, we didn't have anything from, from Trump. I'm like, are you kidding me? I know. Now, when I ran the St. Charles, Charles County office, I brought my own Trump, you know, flag, you know, Trump right, 2020. Sure. And we had a, you know, the cutout poster thing, you know, like they have America first. And we had, I had, heck, I had a picture of Ronald Reagan and Trump on, on my wall. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had, it, was, it looked like it was, you know, he, he's our icon. Yeah. He's the guy who got us here. Right. You think you would have something of his. Uh yeah, no kidding. And so, and 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 also, uh, when I look back on it, I didn't see a Sandra McDowell sign no. there either. I mean, I mean, it was just, it was. I, I um, I, I can't even think. I can't remember exactly what I saw, but I, but there were noticeable absences there. Yes. Uh, and, and to tell you the truth, and Ben uh, Murphy really pointed out. Ben tweeted that out. He was furious about yeah, that. He goes, yeah. "It's our president of the United States. Why don't you have something of his? Something right." Right. Nothing. Not even lit. Well, and I wonder if, um, you know, and, and one, of the, one of the issues here is, and, and I'm just trying to kind of position this now with Hawley, is, okay, so, so do you think Hawley is going to understand that the grassroots, you know, because I was talking to Annette last night, and, and, and she, you know, and she's sometimes, she, she's not going to hold back on things, no. you know. And she was like, you know, it's really disappointing because we really and, – and you saw Josh Hawley because you reached out to him, and you, I saw your picture on Facebook right. and everything else. But she should – but but for the most part, if you, if you left it up to Hawley, he wouldn't have necessarily come to you guys all the time mm-hmm. or at least some of the other grassroots people. And so there's got to be a way that it's conveyed to him that, that, that that's important. And, and, and he won handily – and I guess maybe Hawley could say, well, yeah, and I won handily without having to, you know, go on Jamie Ullman's show or without having to – I guess you could say that. Right. But you got to be careful about that because some of the hardest working people in the Republican Party are people like you and Bannon and Annette and these folks who are in the grassroots. Well, I hope that maybe, you know, we have a sit-down with them. You know? Yeah. Just something publicly. Just just graciously say, hey, thank you for your, you know, your support or whatever because he needs to do that because – at some point, he's going to be running again. Right, exactly. And a lot of these people, we don't forget. Right, exactly. So now, how did we do uh, as it relates? And I was mentioning earlier that that uh, this was a really, and, and I'm not being Pollyannish about it, but this was a really good night for Republicans. It, it was. It, it, all over the map on a, on a couple of different levels. First, we had... Uh, the 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 rejection of of the resistance, which is pretty clear. Stacey Abrams, that race is still out, but yeah. she lost. But she'll never concede, and it might even go into runoff category. Correct? It could. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Gillum was completely rejected outright. Uh, Beto O'Rourke was rejected, and what's crazy? This is your typical Democratic Party. Beto O'Rourke gets humiliated by Ted Cruz, and he suddenly becomes the first in line for the Democratic nomination for president. It's like, good, bring it on. Really? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be your guy yeah. after he just lost his race. And, and indeed, I think Texas Democrats, I guess to a degree, you travel more than I do. 
I guess they could say that yeah, this was a this was a pretty still a good run for the Democratic Party in Texas, which I guess yeah. to a certain degree isn't you know. Th- th- but most Democrats in Texas though are at least conservative Democrats. Right, they have some values in the conservative yeah. side, and so so Beto O'Rourke. Might have been, might have benefited a lot too, just from the fact that he's had a D next to his name, right? As opposed to people truly believing in his policies. So you had that outright rejection. You had the House taking over, uh, t- being taken over by Democrats. But even when the takeover occurred, it was an anemic takeover when you compare it to historical takeovers, right? You know, because it was. I mean, we still. I mean, we lost, but we still won. I know people are saying we're trying to spin that, but mm-hmm. really, what we lost, we're going to make you know, back up in 2020 because yeah. I think we're going to be extremely energized. And I, I right. tell you what, this will actually help the Republican Party to get the people behind the right. movement more. And, and, and I, <clears throat> I admit I am trying to spin it, but, but spinning is not always negative. Spinning yeah. is a way to keep individuals engaged in what right. you're doing and, 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 and keep people from feeling like uh, – a sense of hopelessness or also for that matter, maybe even feeling like they've been defeated because I honestly do not think that the house being taken over by Democrats is necessarily a bad thing. And is that spin? Yeah. Because I'm trying to tell you that you need to stay engaged. Don't right. worry there's about some it. Key issues out there like the border, you know, right, right. now, right. You know, th- those things is that we have to make sure we stay engaged because we got to head this up because we have a, a flood of people coming to the border, you know. And if we get sidetracked with some of these issues and to say, hey, we lost, whatever, we still have to stay energized because 2020 is just right in the corner. We have the flood of immigrants coming to our, to our borders that, you know, this is by design. There's a lot of issues out there that they're hoping that after this election, people just go away. Right. Go go to sleep, <laughs> quiet. Everything's right. all good. Yeah, it's not. Well, and and are you um, are you up to speed on Illinois? Do you focus Illinois politics? Because uh, it was great that Bost won, mm-hmm. uh, but the governor's race was a textbook example yeah. of what happens when you are supported by the grassroots and you forget where you came from. Right, Ronner is take a, it for granted. Ronner's a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what got into him. I don't know whether it's the Madigan Mafia or what have you. But for whatever reason, he – there were Republicans who just let Rauner go up in smoke as far as I'm concerned. They didn't come out for him. You know, and that's the thing is, is you know, it's his campaign, you know, his, his managers. You know, what, what were they thinking? Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, you, you follow the advice and you think you're getting good advice. <laughs> Who's getting poor advice? Uh, when no he realizes it now – well, and they went and they went through that 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 time where they had to wind up. They wound up uh, firing people and 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 getting rid of people who were otherwise not good for his campaign. But the reality is, he really didn't listen uh, to the people that elected him. Mm-hmm. And so, Josh, I realize six years is a long time from now, and and so he's got a lot of wiggle room here. And he's a young guy too. Uh, yes, yeah, most definitely. Uh, but 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 it's clear that that he's got to make sure. And and Blunt is the same way. Uh, you know, Roy is Roy wound up being a real good soldier for President Trump. Yes, in fact, handled it, his inauguration committee. Well, he owes President Trump his uh, win because yeah, he barely yeah, won. I that. know it was like fourteen thousand yeah. votes difference. Yeah. yeah, if it wasn't for President Trump, you know, you know. He he would have he wouldn't have won. I I totally agree with you on that because I've had I had many a uh, meeting with Roy 
uh, and Abby, for instance, uh, when he'd come into town and we'd have just some talk and stuff like that. I like the guy. He's a great guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's very likable. Yeah. He hasn't. um, He's actually, you know, he's been very quiet during this this race. I'd say. Now, his his lieutenants haven't. You know, they've they've been out. No, I know. But but, he's been very quiet. Well, he, um, he certainly hasn't gotten. We haven't talked since. I've been fired, so he doesn't come on my show, or I've texted him, or and like you know, but I don't get any response, so I don't know what the deal is there. I don't know. I mean, but but he's uh, appearances, nothing. uh, Well, I asked Jim Talent about this because I saw an interview that Roy Blunt did uh, on, uh, I think it was Fox or some station, and they directly asked him about the McCaskill campaign, and that's why I asked Jim Talent. I said, "Is there some kind of unwritten rule about? Uh, is there some kind of unwritten rule about sitting senators not commenting on the races of their fellow senators?" Now, uh, the reason why I asked it is because when when uh, when uh, Lindsey Graham came in. Uh-huh. And and he went to Tennessee to support uh, Marsha Blackburn. Yep, with great victory. I'm no doubt. Black, and yeah. That, uh, yeah, and Big that was one. Oh, that was, was one I was worried about too. too. Uh but but that was also a defeat of Taylor Swift and <laughs> uh, you know as much as I respect Taylor Swift for her business acumen and I think she's a terrific business person and I admire her abilities uh she was defeated in Tennessee too. Right. But 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 so he goes down there and then he came here for Holly. Right. Uh, and he pointedly said that it was unusual. He goes, I'm gonna kind of break uh protocol and come out and 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 campaign against one of my colleagues. Mm-hmm. So I asked Jim, I said, I, when I watched this interview with with Roy Blunt, and he was directly asked about the McCaskill and Holly race, right? Uh Roy basically dodged the question and, and, and didn't didn't right. say anything that could have remotely indicated that he supported Josh Hawley. I mean, it was almost like he didn't want to insult Claire McCaskill. And then Jim said, well, interstate, sometimes it becomes an issue because you kind of got to work with these people right. and that kind of stuff. And so oftentimes there's this protocol. But I, st- I thought that was a little odd, too. Yeah, you know, uh, I... The same thing I've noticed it for a while, but you know Lindsey Graham. I tell you what, I was not. I'm not a big fan of his. But recently, I tell you what, he has really turned things around. And I, I tell you what, since the passing, you know, of McCain, yeah, he kind of has come out of his shadows yeah. and become his own person. And he's been very supportive of the president, and he's been a, a, a good champion for actually the grassroots. Yeah, you know? and I'm, I'm I'm very I'm very surprised. I'm well, happy. <laughs> That's why when uh, <laughs> he, he, I was putting him in the column with Mitch McConnell, yeah, I know. Like, uh, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, you know, I used to call McConnell the Undertaker because he was always like, you know, running around. <laughs> and no offense to Undertakers, but now, but the thing about Graham is, and I, th- and I think I kind of think this is true, even though you know I don't want to be too flip about John McCain's death. God love him, but I think what happened is John McCain died, and then Lindsey Graham went to John McCain's house after his death. Knocked on the door, Maggie McCain answered, 
And and Lindsey Graham says, "Can I get my balls back out of John McCain's <laughs> sock drawer, please? Because he's been keeping them in there for so long." And so I thought maybe he, you won't sound like the ladies' man who said that. <laughs> Can I buy you a sandwich? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but I, I thought maybe that 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 uh, that to a certain degree, McCain kind of had. He did. I, his, it, it, Lindsey Graham's balls somewhere hidden. He'd somewhere. take his barking orders. Go over here. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'll I'll be over there. Rest now. Sorry, <laughs> right. sir. Right. And and but but Lindsey Graham really is though when he especially during the Kavanaugh hearing, Lindsey Graham uh I, was fiery, yeah. enthusiastic. I was like, and that dude was and I I do think that there's a strong possibility that uh with uh Nikki Haley going away, uh there there is a possibility that that he might be in line for something and and, and maybe oh, so okay. uh but i in south carolina and and in the trump administration i don't know how that's going to shake out but we'll see so uh, how do you think then we know what the democratic party is going to do they're going to they're going to bother everybody with their hearings and we're going to watch you know elijah cummings with well, his you're going to have two factors so you're going to have the hearings and then the border okay those are the two things. That, that's all they're going to do is bother us with those two things. Right. You know, and they're going to try to distract everybody. Because the caravan coming up, you know, that's – because, you know, they're going to be at the border. And the president's already said that they want to have a, a tent city. You know, I know I'm bringing it back in full circle. No, because, no, no. Because I work with, 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 with Sheriff Joe. Totally with you. Yeah, and, right, you know, exactly. I'm totally with <laughs> And you, right buddy. now, you know, we have the angel families putting a petition. We're going to have – you know, we're estimating over 300,000 petitions to the president. On his desk from the Angel families requesting Sheriff Joe to head up the tent city on the border. No kidding, right? So you're gonna, so you guys are gonna have this event. When, when is the event? Gonna it's gonna be, be in place? two weeks. Okay. Uh, we haven't really nailed nailed it down. It might be the 19th or 20th in uh, Arizona. We're gonna have some fundraising, and uh, we're gonna have the co- coalition of all the families together, and then uh, we're gonna have something on the border too, because okay. you know we have a serious problem. You know, what we've seen in, in Europe, you know, with all of, you know, the Middle Easterns coming over from, you know, like Syria yeah, into yeah. Germany and yeah. have just dominated their country and it's just polluted it. And it's the same thing. You have, you say the globalist, you know, that's who it is. The, yeah. You know, that they're trying to uh, have the flow of immigrants from our southern border to cause us a problem because they're going to try to overrun and it's an invasion. You know, you call it what you want. A lot of these guys that it's men and they're in their thirties, twenties, and thirties. Yeah. Well, yeah. you 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 and I were talking about this because I want to I want to find the ad again because we were talking about this last night. And again, I I don't know I don't know what has gotten into Fox News, uh, and, and, and I don't know. Uh, oh, you're talking about the video from with the, the president. With the video, with, with, and that, that, that now is being called racist, right? And, and the fact that it is, I can't figure out how the ad is described as racist, only because why? It, it, because there's somebody from another race in the ad. Because everything, to to my knowledge, in terms of the visuals. Although they say somehow there wasn't a, uh, there wasn't a, there was some kind of inaccuracy in it. Or no, whatever. everything was factual. Uh, but it, but it's thirty seconds, and right. and it shows this murderer, cop killer. Yeah, basically saying that that he's going to do it again. Right. And 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 it and and it and it 
doesn't matter if he's out again, he's going to do it again. And that's juxtaposed with video of these people. And this video isn't made up. And it's, no. and it's not of, of people from a different year. It's not like right. when, the, when, the, when the news media used the, the cage from Obama administrations to show that Trump was people, keeping people in cages. This rocking of the fence and the attack on the fence and, right. and all the kind of stuff, that's the caravan. Yeah. So thousands yes. of people coming. And, and, and then they, they could have added more video. Which uh, which showed people throwing rocks at these helicopters. I think it was the Mexican military helicopters right. who were trying to monitor what they were doing. So they could have used that video, but didn't. But what what is racist about an ad like that? I, I, I can't find anything in this. You know, it was very factual. You know, and they pulled it. And, you know, this is where they try to put this blame on Sheriff Joe that he released him. This, this guy actually uh, was put in custody into the sheriff's department for uh, possession of marijuana. Wow. It, that's all it was. Yeah. And, you know, Sheriff Joe, they always say he's racist, right? Well, if they say he, he you know, released him, well, I guess. Right, is he, exactly. Is he, is he not racist now? But, you know, the thing is this. He gave it to ICE, and ICE released him. The sheriff's department is one. They, de- they detain them. They don't release Right, hand them over to people. So, so criticize. It's it's weird because we're seeing this. So basically, criticizing somebody of another race is automatically racist. Like for instance, when Gillum lost, the automatic go to, like with Kaysen, is well, we're a racist country, so it's no wonder the uh, <laughs> the black candidate for governor in in Florida lost. It's like no. Um, just because you're black doesn't mean your ideas are great. Uh, you can be right. black and have some really stupid ideas. And Stacey Abrams and Andrew Gillum both were black and both had some really dumb ideas right. that people didn't like. It wasn't because of their color. Uh, it, you know, Beto O'Rourke, uh, in, in, in my opinion, had some really bad ideas. And that's why people rejected him in Texas. It's that simple. You know, I think in this, look at this. You know, the Republican Party is more embracing, you know, diversity than the Democrats. They're the one that keeps on with the the race issue. They will not let it die because that's their control. That's their power over over that that voter block is that they just keep it going. You know, oh, the right is racist. And that's the thing is this. You know, look at Martin Luther King. You know, his dad was Republican. Now, Junior didn't really identify with either party because he wanted to keep, you know, open channels right. with both yeah. sides. Yeah. You know, the party of Lincoln, you know, Rosa Park, you know, she was part of the NRA, you know, because, you know, the NRA was founded as a civil rights movement to make sure that the, the blacks in the South actually could keep arms because of the lynching from the KKK. Yeah. Which was Democrats. Well, I, you know, and that's why I'm curious as to why the media is reacting to the defeat of F and John James, because, <laughs> because, you know, I really, I mean, I I wanted F That's and John James. Name. I know, <laughs> I love it. Uh, I wanted F and John James to win that uh, that Democrat Senate race in Michigan so badly, uh, but but especially because he's F and John James. Uh, but, you can't but, say it enough. But he's, every time you say it, it's funny. I know, I know. And I, actually, I would generally say it myself. I like it better when Brenda says the real, the full, the full word. Uh, but but I like it better. Uh, but nonetheless. You know the the fact of the matter is when it when it comes to his defeat, he's black, right. he's Republican, he's defeated. Is that racist? I mean, no, of course it's not. Speaking of that, and and there's an article today making the rounds uh, about the uh, about the 
Rust Belt mm-hmm. and how the results of the Wisconsin elections and the Mi- Michigan elections, and for that matter, Minnesota, but come on, Minnesota's not going to be Republican. I mean, there, no. there were some Republicans elected there. I get it. But Minnesota's, it's not going to happen. But the, um, the, uh, the Michigan and Wisconsin are being utilized as a uh, – means of uh, of explaining to President Trump that the Rust Belt really isn't behind him as much as he thinks it is. But the reality is, uh, traditionally, Republicans have not won Michigan or right. Wisconsin. He did because people believed in him, in him there, and especially a lot of the uh, 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 blue-collar workers there. Paul Ryan's district there in the Janesville area of Wisconsin right. went Republican again. So we get it. But you're not always going to get purity when it comes to these elections. And, and, and conceivably, in a midterm election, you're going to get that kind of um, rubber band effect where you're going to have the, uh, the, the, the Democrats elected there. So this idea somehow that, that they can now isolate this to a repudiation of Donald Trump right. just by taking two states is ridiculous. But, you know, they're going to capitalize on anything they can get, anything they get their hands on. But yeah. I'd say what? It's going to be a rude awakening again in 2020. You know, what little loss we we received is, I think, is going to energize the base even more. And the more that they push the border issue, it's going to energize the base more. And I, I, I think that we are going to see a serious dent in the Democratic Party in 2020. It's going to take a long time for them to recoup. Uh, I, I believe so. And, and I think one thing that has definitely been uh, advanced as a truth, and that is that the GOP now is firmly – Donald Trump's party. It is. You know, it's you know, it's always been Reagan. Yeah. Reagan is the face. Nope. Yeah. It's right. Donald Trump. Well, and 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 so we've have and what's great about it is that we have the uh uh the the first of all Ben Sass and Jeff Flake are history, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is great news. But we have two other people who are history who are still senators that we used to have to always fret about all the time. And that was Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins. Mm -hmm. So every time we turned around, we had something going and something good going. We had to go, Oh gosh, here comes Susan Collins. It's kind of like, you know, when, when mom comes down in the basement and we're all doing bong hits, it's like, Oh good. There's mom. (laughs) Damn it. It's like, so, so uh, Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski were kind of like that because every time you turn around, we go, Oh, awesome. This is great. Oh, there's Susan Collins. Oh, my God. There's, the, there's Buzzkill Susan Collins and Buzzkill Lisa Murkowski. I like Murkowski. that, Buzzkill. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and so now, though, because we have stacked the Senate with more Republicans, we don't have to worry about right. them anymore. Obviously, we, we want their vote, but we don't have to worry about them putting something down the toilet anymore. And that's, right. that's a significant advancement. I agree. I, totally. You know, uh, we, we had some serious wins. We did. And, yeah. And, and it's, it's good. And it's just, it's just a stepping stone for, for what's coming next. Right. In 2020. And, and, and again, what our loss we had, you know, in Congress, we're, we're going to make that up plus more. Well, and they can keep everybody they want to uh, in terms of, in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, Ruth and everybody else. You can, you can keep those people in there all you want. Uh, but the reality is, uh, the reality is Ruth Bader Ginsburg is eventually going to leave. You can sit her in a rocking chair up in the attic. It's almost like we can burn these. All you want, you know, but, but eventually lied. she's going to go. And, 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 and over the next two years, there's a strong possibility right. we can lose not one but two right. 
Supreme Court justices. And at that point, uh, keep in mind, the Senate is not going to change mm-hmm. between now I know. and the two years. Or, or for that matter, even six for that matter. And look uh, how long it's taken us to get to this, this point. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Once we, we get those people individually in, in there, that Supreme Court is is going to be solid Republican. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. And, 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 and again, uh, elections I'll, have, I'll sacrifice a little over here to get a big gain over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, uh, you know we, the, 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 the reality is everybody who turned on Kavanaugh Mm-hmm. Lost last night. Yeah, no to surprise. my knowledge. Uh, although I still think that we don't know. Do we know exactly about Arizona yet? Did Big Sally wind up winning that race? Uh, we don't know because the reservations out there. You know, it usually takes a while for it to come. Okay, in. So yeah. I, you know, this morning when I woke up and you know got in the shower, get ready to come over here, and I the only news I got was Sandra lost, and I was just devastated at that point. And I couldn't get much information on my phone. Okay, I'm being a safe driver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I think that Big Sally was uh, ahead. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that that's 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 as far as I know. Okay, right. uh, and, and so that that'll be good news. And then uh, Tester in Montana, that was I think still up in the air. I don't know whether he wound up uh, losing there. Okay, but the reality is, for the most part, everybody who challenged Kavanaugh or who didn't vote for him lost, and everybody who supported him won, including Democrats. So you had right. Joe Manchin win his race, and had Joe Manchin not. Uh, uh, voted to confirm Kavanaugh. I do not believe that he would be. I agree. A U.S. senator still. I agree. I mean, you know. so uh, that was that was pretty amazing. Well, that was pushed by the left too. You know, that's their own doing, their own demise on that because they just push, push, oh, push. I mean, yeah. He, what do he head up the gang rapist? You know, movement and oh. you know, college everything. I mean, they, it was ugly. Yes, it was. It and was. He's a good man. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. just they try to tarnish him as much as they possibly could. Yeah, it turned out really bad for them, and so the only thing th- that I could say is that the only downside is that uh, we we lost a good man. Fucking John G. Yeah, and, and I just wanted him to win so badly. Hold on a second here. We had a lot of fun with this yesterday when we were doing the. And what's great about it is I could never do this on ninety-seven-one. <laughs> well, that's why it's called free Hallman. Hold on a second here. Fucking John James. <laughs> I just want <laughs> I wanted F and John James to be the next U.S. Senator from Michigan so badly. You know what? You should actually trademark that and actually make shirts on it. You could probably make some money. <laughs> What's up, everybody? You know who I am. Fucking John James. And I'm here to tell you that <laughs> that's what he needs to do. That's, that's uh, what he needs to do. I, I, you know, uh, if I were in Michigan, and you're you're a consultant up there, you, you could do up, go up there. I would if he runs again. I would. That's what that's would be. I would my have the shirts. Sticker. Yeah, and, and, and it, would, it wouldn't be just you know. That, that's what it would. That's what it would say. <laughs> Who wouldn't vote for? Like, oh hell, I'm just voting for him just for that alone. <laughs> I, What's your policy? I don't care. John James. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Poor thing was fired. You know, again, I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I, I'm not a. Uh, I should. You know. I. You know what I should do. I don't know. I don't know whether. I don't know what kind of sense of humor. Uh, you know who has? You know. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know what kind of sense of humor he has, but I. I should. Suzanne just said I should have him on the show. I should, should. get him on the show. Oh, you should. Yeah. That'd I mean, be right. I should. I should definitely have him. Him on the show. They yeah. should actually. You know what we should do is is Trump should should actually 
uh, announced that uh, that that uh, is his next <laughs> Supreme Court nominee. <laughs> and just to keep better. it going, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be even better. Yes, everybody, how you doing? You know, Trump with his swagger out there, you know. <laughs> F and John James. For the Where's sp- F and John James? He, Bring even, him on out. Even if there's no way he's ever going to be, you know, confirmed, I still think it's worth it just to be able to, you know, say it and make everybody say it. He should officially change his name. Make people say it. That would be great. So, uh, all right, so how do you see things then uh, working out in Missouri and, 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 and – um, a couple things, and we talked about this before, but yeah. uh, how do you think after all this is said and done, and the election of Hawley, uh, and and, uh, and and everything else, how do you think that locally things are going to work out for the GOP? So, who's going to replace? Oh, well, uh, the question was Dan just took the words out of my mouth. Who's going to replace Josh Hawley as Attorney General? I don't know. Think about this. Think about all all the appointments we've had. So lieutenant governor is now the governor, right? They had to appoint a lieutenant governor. Now you got attorney general needs to be appointed. This is what concerns me. You have so many appointments at statewide, you know, seats that it it could go to the Democrats because appointments people look at, oh, you were just appointed, you didn't win, uh, you, you you really don't have that base yet, you know, a, a voter block for your seat. So the governor's race is. is is Parsons going to is he going to run for governor? Who's going to run against him? Right, lieutenant governor. There, there's you know who could you know um, Schmidt? Would he be AG? So the question is who goes there? I've heard actually Senator Onder. Oh name yeah, be mentioned. Which yeah, is good. Yeah, Bob Onder is a great guy. You know, I don't know. There's quite a few people that actually could fill that position. Now, think of this. I've heard rumors, Claire. May actually run for for governor if she lost. Yeah, did you hear those rumors? Yeah. So I'm I'm really curious about that. The, here's and so here's, the dynamics of all these races coming up for yeah. these seats. Well, here's the problem, and and I, I you know you well you guys know who I want to be the next attorney general of the state of Missouri, right? No, <laughs> I don't think he qualifies yet. He has to live here for. a while. I don't care. Change, it does, change, it doesn't change, change the state. It doesn't matter. I, 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 you, I, I want him <laughs> to be the next attorney general of the state of Missouri. But no, uh, Claire McCaskill's got a problem with it, with running for governor. First of all, she's already lost. Right. Uh, she lost to Matt Blunt, and and, and actually, uh, Matt Blunt's a good guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I, I like, like him a lot. Uh, uh, but 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 she shouldn't have lost that race. In all, I mean, in general. Although uh, Blunt was helped a lot by the election of George Bush, so that that, right. that helped a great deal. Uh, but still, she should have been more competitive. She wasn't. Right. So she already lost the race. Uh, she's already proven herself just by the numbers. I mean, if I'm running against her uh, for governor, let's say, mm-hmm. all I'm doing is taking the Hawley uh, McCaskill Senate race map right. and showing it to people and say. Are you are you saying that you want a governor to represent four He's, counties right. in the state of Missouri? Because that's the only. I mean, is that any different than the United States when you have a Democrat actually win the presidency? Yeah, right. I mean, it's just a few, handful of, of large, you know, populated states. Right, right. So, I, you know, so to me, her running for governor would only be, first of all, an insult to the other Democrats out there who mm-hmm. are 
who are decent people, and there are a few names out there of people who are uh, who are possibly going to be right. running on the Democrat side, and so it would be an insult to them. And I would think the state Democratic Party would feel like she was coming in and bigfooting them, uh, and 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 just kind of pushing people around mm-hmm. after she lost a Senate race to then suddenly say, make me your governor now. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it would be, and I'm, I'm not saying it's unfair as kind of pansy, but you know, I would like be to fair say to people. It would say, say if uh, Parsons decided to retire Wagner. Yeah. I, I mean, would love to see her as governor. Uh, and, and, and Wagner would be, would be great. And by, and by that, by 2020, mm-hmm. she, that would be the end of her term. Right. Um, and she'd be able to pull that off. She would big time. Mm-hmm. But 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 here's the thing though uh, with with Claire running, uh, it, it would be it would be an insult to other Democrats. I know there are Democrats out there who are who are being groomed and and, and put up uh, for the job who who might be a good possibility. Right. A- and then and then uh, you have to wonder who's going to be if Parsons not going to run, um, who else is going to be there? Wagner will be there. But then uh, the Attorney General who's appointed. This time around, I guess it would be f- to fill out the f- next two years, right? Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't. So they'd be serving the next two years only, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you know what? I, I got an idea. Do you know how the party can make something up, a, a wrong they've done? Appoint Sandra. Oh, to the attorney general's office. Uh-huh. D- yeah, I mean, yeah, that- she was in. The, she was a deputy there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brandy's talking about Jim Talent. I actually think Jim Talent would be. Great. That's a good one. I, I agree. Uh, would be a would be a great governor. I happen to think, Brandy, that that uh, Jim Talent's got. There's a strong possibility that in the um, in Trump's second term, that Talent's going to be in his cabinet. I I I, I agree. Yeah, I, 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 I think I, Defense Secretary would because qu- you know Matt Mattis. It's ge- it's generally acceptable that that Mattis is going to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, that this is. These guys don't. It's hard. It's right. not. And and the, and the second term, you know, you're gonna. And, and but besides that, I wouldn't be surprised if President Trump would uh, would actually name his cabinet before he ran again. Right, because he went when they used against him. Yes, and and then try to defeat that person before they were even appointed. It, exactly. And so Jim Jim might have some bigger fish to fry, but but he would be a great one, uh, a great governor. And so again, so you're saying that that. Uh, but you are saying that it's Parsons' job to to go ahead to to name the next attorney general, it right? Is, okay. Right. And then it's curious to see, you know, what time frame they're actually going to do it. I mean, I mean, I know they already have a list. Yeah, exactly. So. Will it be somebody who's not elected? I don't know. Like my old friend Tim Jones. You think they put Tim Jones in there? I don't know. There you go. I I know he wants it. That'd be good. Tim Jones doesn't talk to me anymore because everybody at ninety seven one can't talk to me. I guess I think that's the, that's the thing. It can't associate with me. Isn't that being worked out? Well, uh, I, I think during the, I think at the time of the lawsuit, now that the lawsuit's over, I think they maybe can. Okay, but yeah, they don't, they don't ever say anything to me anymore. Well, that's okay. You're on your own. You're, I, you're, you're I, on yeah. your own journey now. I, I, yeah, exactly. I tell you but, what, you know, it could have been the best thing. It was the best thing for you. You it just broke, you know, those yeah, chains, you know, yeah, and you got this. This is great. I mean, it was hard for a short period of time because it was uh, a. Uh, a, um, a, a, it was cer- certainly a struggle right off the bat, and 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 so I had to d- do a lot of stuff. But in the end, it's going to be stronger, especially when we get the third 
position, which is the dial position, now that I'm free and clear uh, to seek my to go back to my advertisers and free and clear to right. uh, get onto a dial station with nothing. So it but, really know, worked re- out well. You rebranded yourself. So if anything, you know, this is giving you uh, more opportunities, right? You know, and the grass movement actually, we appreciate you because you've done so much for us. Yeah, you've given us a voice where otherwise we wouldn't have had a voice. They would have silenced us. Oh, buddy. And this this yeah. platform here, like I said, you know, people at the, you know, America First, everybody else, we appreciate you, what you've done, you know, and we're looking for your next, your yeah. next adventure. Right and on, man. I guarantee you, we're going to be behind you. 100%. I love it. I appreciate that very much. And, and, and it's, it's, and, and I, I, and on a number of different levels, personal and otherwise, it's been a real interesting experience. I said right after I was fired that this is going to be fun. And I said it almost facetiously, but right. the, but the truth of the matter is, it did at a lot of different levels. And you got to really realize who your friends are. Okay, that who's really uh, loyal to you. That is for yeah. sure. And to tell you the truth, uh, it's weird because uh, personally, and I'm I'm, not, I'm never bitter about stuff like this. So I, I don't sit there and he didn't you know, he, you know being mean to me whatever. Uh, but it is true. You do figure out that uh, you have kind of a. A core group of people. Mm-hmm. And my listeners were always there, which is great, right. and I and I really, um, really appreciate all of them because it's it's pretty amazing. Like for instance, even last night when I'm doing election coverage, and Matt's pointing out, "Man, your numbers are gigantic," right. and Ryan's like, "You know, wow," and it's like there were already. Uh, there, there, there were many TVs on throughout the whole night, but there right. they were on Facebook with me, and it was like, "Wow, this is this is great," and I and I I have uh, almost. More listeners than I had even at ninety seven one, and a product that now has a has a uh, a little bit more of a, a meat to it, right? And we could talk longer. We don't have to take all these weird breaks and all that kind of stuff. And I do have to tell you though, make sure you call Golden Oak Lending three one four five six seven Gold. If you mention Radio Free Almond, they're going to give you and and you and you're looking for a mortgage checkup. They're going to give you a free appraisal. So you make sure that you mentioned uh, Radio Free, free Almond. Free appraisal, buddy. Oh, okay, it's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Right, exactly. And don't forget about my buddy Michael Proctor celebrating 45 years in the window treatment business. He has his mobile design unit. He's the man, Michael Proctor. Proctor spelled like Doctor Proctor Drapery dot com. People, hey, on the way in, I was listening to you. What's this uh, testosterone uh, supplement you're, you're talking about? Yeah, it's uh, it's because um, a guy in my mid 40s, you know, it's you know. I, I went down the uh, injection side, and I didn't like that. It made me fat. It made me lose my hair. You it know? did? It aged me. You know, they're supposed to make you, you know, give you your youth back. Oh, no. It aged me and made me fat. And I was like, I had a thick, full head of hair. Now it's thin. Dude, I, I, I hate to ask you, but who, what were you, where were you going? I don't want to give him a bad name. <laughs> okay. But, but, you know, but I was. Was, know, it, I, was it somebody I was talking about? No, 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 no. I'm saying I like the supplement you were talking about right. to help your testosterone. No, but, 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 but did you get the injections from somebody I was promoting? No, okay. no, no, I was, no, I was no, about no, to no, say because no, I, I, I was, I was, um, because uh, uh, the because the the low T guys were were good. I didn't really utilize them much, but the low T guys were good. Uh, those those are iffy. The, I that, was just one of the. I, I fell in a, a parameter that my my levels were really low. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people don't know. Actually, I compete compete in jujitsu. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a national, you know, I, I compete in the world championships. Oh, wow. So I'm actually a medalist, a silver medalist in the world. Wow. And so I'd always have to make sure I was in optimal, you know, competing event because a lot of these guys are taking it anyway. I right. go up against these guys in the, in the 150s. I'm like, good Lord. My, yeah. My, yeah. my head's the size of their arm. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I would be competitive. And I got my levels checked out and they were real low and started taking injections, you know, 
first into it. Everything's good, kind of beefing up, getting the stamina. And then all of a sudden, hair started falling out. Yeah, and, that's not cool. And I started not working out because I got injured, and I just blew up. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm totally blown. And since then, I have put on 50 pounds. Really? I can't get it off. Yeah. You don't even look like you have 50 pounds oh my on God, you. I am fat. <laughs> oh, dude. You look great. Well, I mean, but, anyway, we didn't, I can't but imagine what you, like you were talking about. Wait, when, you, uh, when you're 50 pounds less, you'd look like a little teeny. You'd look oh, like, my God. Uh, well, I usually I, I'll, I'll be in the 130s. Oh, really? Yeah. I look at you. All right. So, no. Uh, I, I, and a lot of factors can affect, uh, Sonny, uh, your testosterone levels. Uh, a lot of it can be, it can be anything from the hair gel people use to cologne or any of these other environmental, environmental factors, uh, things you eat, all that kind of thing. Uh, and, uh, so yeah. And injection, sometimes it's too much. Like for instance, um, uh, Dr. Deputy, has some of that for people who are really sorely low. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, to keep the levels where you want them to be, like, for instance, uh, Nutrition HQ has winoline and virilitat. That, okay, that's where... Okay, I want to know and, what and, and I do... I'm on both of those. Virilitat, as soon as I believe, I'm going to the store again. <laughs> Nutrition HQ, tell okay. Ricky Hall I sent you. Okay. Uh, veteran-owned, and it is... Um, and, and it's... And, and he's, a, he's a former Navy guy. And where are they located? Old at? friend, McKnight, Manchester. Okay. And that's in Rock Hill. Okay. And so he's got winoline and virilitat, and then for the ladies, lady lean and tone complex. And and what they do is they work in different directions. You know, she, the 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 virilitat, it's not like a big testosterone. You're not taking you know what would like steroids or anything. You're just taking things that will kind of keep your numbers mm-hmm. uh, even. And you're not losing anything, and it's really great. And winoline's great because it creates a metabolic kind of vibe that will will help you out when it, like when the metabolism. It, yeah, okay. yeah. And, oh, and, which and, I need. and what's crazy? I tried to tell people earlier when I was talking about when you heard it earlier, is I said that um, that 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 you uh, are in a situation where. Like once, like in summertime, sometimes you're like in the best shape of your life right. because you have more free time. Right. You're running around. You've got four boys, right? right. So, four. so and, and you travel all the time. Right. But, but that, that's not always going on in the summer. Then suddenly September kicks in and you're busy. And, right. and you're doing stuff, or you're grabbing things on the go, you're driving the kids around, you're going to these events, you're doing this, you're doing that, and your workouts are either abbreviated right. or they just go away completely. They go completely and, away. And so, and so uh, this helps kind of fill that gap there okay. so that you don't – because cyclically what happens is people tend to put on a little more weight – over the winter time, whatever, right. uh, but it's only because of your time. It doesn't have to be that way. You can do the winnowing, and you can do the uh, the stuff for the women too. Well, I, I tell you what, I'm going. I'm telling you right after I leave here, I'm going to go buy some. I'll right. keep you updated how it works for me. Well, you know what's going to happen after you start doing that, right? What you know what you're going to turn into? Fucking John. <laughs> that's what you're. That's going. That's what you're going to become. F and John James. Just look for the look for the look for the F you know and who John I James am? aisle. F and John James. <laughs> exactly. You know who I am. <laughs> I'm F and John James. So uh, anyway, back to uh, the, the the matter at hand regarding uh, what we're doing on the show here. So I talked to you guys last night about this, and 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 once in December, once the uh, the Radio Free Almond brand expands, mm-hmm. and it expands thanks to the fact that now I have the freedom to not only 
get on a dial position, which otherwise wasn't the most important thing in the world because I was able to achieve that. Are you going to do the streaming too at the same time? Everything's going to be the same, except we're going to have one more option because there's a whole group of people out there who you'll run into and they'll say, where are you? These An app? Yeah, I don't do apps. You know, my wife puts the app on my phone. I, you know, right. whatever. They, there are people who just don't do it. Or, well, I'm fine with Facebook. It's like, well, I'm not on Facebook. I don't right. even have a laptop, blah, blah, blah. So there are people who just want to kind of turn the radio on. So that adds the third dimension there. And then it also is uh, a greater service to the advertisers as well. So you're going to have a platform kind of like Alex Jones? Where you have yeah, multiple... I, well, and the Radio Free Almond, the way I began it in May was as a network. Mm-hmm. So we've got... Um, right now I have an RFA network. So right now on the stream, I'm only using three hours of a stream mm-hmm. that I have for 24 hours. So if I wanted to every day, I could go back on at 2 o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. and do another show. If I wanted to. Okay. So what we're going to do instead, though, is and, and we keep planning on this, and, and, that's why, and that's why it was so important to take this next step, get this court case behind me. I've got two other lawsuits coming. That will help me pay for those. This other court, I don't have to pay for that. And then, and then, so, um, and then, and then the, the lack of a leash on the advertising thing then expands that. So then we have the Radio Free Almond Network. And all that we're going to be doing is contracting with the dial positions in Radio Free Almond. Oh, okay. I'm liking this. And, 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 and going to one dial position. I've got, I've got three people who are looking into that possibility with me, and we, I just have to figure out where I'm going to go with that. And then we'll, ultimately what we're going to do is we're going to go and expand the product itself to other markets. So we're going to go to Columbia. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to Cape Girardeau. Okay. We're going to go to Sykeston. We're going to go to Kansas City. We're going to go to those places and, and have the Are radio. Are you going to be hosting other shows too? Like you'll have like uh, other individuals? Well, that's what stream? I'm getting at okay. because what we're going to have is the morning show that could easily be, be piped into the Eagle or wherever it is down in Columbia or right. whatever you want to do. And the morning show can be piped in on the Eagle in the afternoon if they wanted it to. Or, or whatever. They can do yeah. whatever they want with it. Once it's a three-hour block, they could take it and do whatever they want with it. Uh, they'll pay me for it, but they got to right. do that. But then we have um, the rest of the network to fill out. So, for instance, uh, uh, Lacey Reinhardt with HauntedSTLTours.com and uh, Crazy Lisa Kemp, who's otherwise known as Mama K, mm-hmm. and the Paranormal Guys, they're going to have yeah. their, their own show oh, on the great. network. Kaysen uh, is going to have his own little left-wing show okay uh uh for an hour a day that's great on the radio free almond network so he's going to have one that'll be uh, very entertaining exactly yeah and i tune into that to hear the other side exactly and and i've got a couple other people who are interested in in and hopping on uh who have different kinds of topical expertise and that kind of thing and then what'll happen then what i was trying to get you and ben and the rest of the guys to do is is um you need to have a Make America First Missouri show. Okay. And I was trying to explain to you guys, and a lot of this stuff is stuff that we probably don't need to talk about on the air necessarily, but it's, it should be no mystery. Um, so what would happen is, is you guys would have your show, and, and, and what you do is you, you advertise on your own show. So mm-hmm. you, have, you have candidates, and we're going into 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So the reality is um, you're going to have people, uh, especially in an election cycle, you're going to have people who will want to be on 
Make America First Missouri yeah, show. actually give the grassroots actually a, a, a voice out there. Hell and yeah. Bring, I'm so loving it. What candidate would not want to buy time right. on the Make America First Missouri show or whatever you decide to call it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and so you guys make money off of that. Mm-hmm. You give me my cut. Yeah, which is it's just a it's, it's like a it's ninety percent ninety percent of of whatever you guys say. I get ninety percent. You guys get ten. It's just it's a, little, it's a simple. <laughs> Are we negotiating? That a, does not sound like a good deal. <laughs> no, but but so so no. So I get a I get a, a small percentage of what you guys uh-huh. do. I'll do that with Casey. I'll do that with other yeah. guys. Um, but but you guys then have that forum. But you're also making money and and to keep and to tell you the truth well you know it's uh, kind of what you've done with you know with other individuals too you've brought them into the radio and given them opportunities yeah you know you've done that across you mean the board. all those people who don't talk to me yeah. anymore yeah those I'm, people i won't name the people but there's <laughs> a okay, lot of yeah. people you've really handed oh, yeah. up their career you have well and and gladly so i i wouldn't i wouldn't change it for a second except for the fact that i wouldn't i wouldn't mind if they would actually you know uh be in t- keep in touch with me yeah but other than that it's fine but yeah so you, and plus, also Ben and and Renee was telling me that 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 uh, keep in mind the the Make America First Missouri group they're a real integral part of the local scene here, mm-hmm. and you work closely with them, and you mm-hmm. do your own thing with Quantum and everything else. But but they, you know they have to pay rent there in Valley Park. They do, and they almost and they almost didn't. You know they almost lost it because you know, and that's where I've stepped in. You know, as a, a federal pack that I have here, yeah. I've actually taken them to the next step and had them from a state committee to go to a federal. So right, good. actually making them a hybrid pack so they can interchange in different ways, and that's why I always tell them too is like those ladies are so sweet, but you know they have a problem. You know, asking for for money oh, yeah, to, to help their cause. I know, and there's so many things they've done for candidates, holding you know different events for them, and don't ask for a dime. And it's like, hey, it's okay to ask because oh, you're providing a service. People pay for that service, right? Right. You know? And and that's the thing. Though. And people are willing to give them money, but they just don't ask for it. But right now, I've gotten to change. Like, hey, good let's, for you. Let's, yeah, let's start asking for money. Yeah, let's get things on an annual basis. You know, monthly recurring. You know, twenty five, fifty dollars. And you know, if you guys can go to AmericaFirstMo dot com and donate some money to them, we you know, it's a good cause. Exactly, and and plus, you guys could do. An hour a day. Yeah. I mean, it does. It, I, I, I will. I will. I'd say the chemistry like you and I have, you know, feeding off each other. Ben and I do the same thing. And Ben yeah. with you. I mean, how Ben's a great guy. Oh, I mean, I'd he, love to hear a yeah. show between you two. That'd you know? be great. And or, you know, Annette, Annette you got to get Annette yeah. out there. And it's always like, hey, you want to talk? Oh, I don't know. I don't really look. And that's always has an excuse. Poor dear. I'm just kidding her. <laughs> but she, she's always like, you know, I don't want. She's she's so shy. Right. And yet. She has uh, so much she's such a fighter head. I know. I, I was like, well, why are you so shy? Because you could be, you know. But no. But uh, but once you get uh, people like that, and you guys could fill an hour. Oh, it's not just filling an hour. It's like you guys could interchange everybody and do your thing. But you know, um, once it is true that once you get people like uh, Renee Artman and Diane Neff and Annette Reed. And Renee would just go wild. Some that, of these that, other folks, but once you get yeah, and but once you get those people on your side as a candidate, yeah, they they bust their rear ends exactly. You know, it's they, pretty amazing. And you know, they like or like Sandra. You know, uh, Paul Kurtman. They were more on his yeah. side because you yeah. know more of the libertarian. It's kind of local, community. yeah, yeah, yeah. But once uh, that was over, you know, they really helped Sandra a lot. You know, yeah. And Cortland Sykes, they got behind him too, right? Well, you know, you Paul. Know. I, I have to admit, I, even during the primary, I I gave I, I was more in contact with Paul only because I've known him for a longer time, mm-hmm. and you know, he was here as a fixture in in our in our sphere. 
Uh, and so I didn't know Sandra all that all that well. So, but but anyway, but that was but but ultimately, once they become the nominee, you're 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 right, right. on board with them. And uh, down the line. talk about Paul, you know, I want Paul to fill Ray Bozar's position. I think he would be the best person for that job. I think he'll be able to unify the party and actually do the right thing because he's a very ethical person. Well, do you think he could be Attorney General? At least for two years or whatever it happens to be. I don't know. You think they'd appoint him as attorney general? I don't know. Well, and 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 the, and the thing about one thing about Schmidt though that you point out mm-hmm. um, on the Republican side is that uh, b- because he is going to possibly be running for governor if Parson decides not to, right? right. Uh, that might help him. It could. Be you there. Know, he's kind of known the, the most liked politician in Missouri. Yeah, he's a very likable guy. Secretary of State, no. right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, or was it Treasurer? I can't remember. I should, I should. Know. Oh, Treasurer. Uh, Treasurer. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, um, sorry, Mr. Ashcroft. <laughs> well, Jay, you know, um, that's another candidate. You know, the person could run too. Yeah, you know? right. You know, we got yeah. a really a, a good. Group uh, of do people. we do we know when this decision is going to be made? No, I don't. I mean, I, I don't think anybody really knows. So it, I, I would expect it would probably be sometime soon. Right. Okay. All right. Well. Uh, anyway, I. I wish you guys the best of luck, and it'll be fascinating to see. Um, I really appreciate all the help you've been giving uh, me and the show. And no, no, else. we you appreciate you man. more than anything else. Like I said, you've been such an icon for so long out here, you know. And they tried to, you know, push you aside because of a one comment. Oh yeah, which, no, which was, yeah, it was ridiculous. You know, the left. You know, it but, becomes uh, more ridiculous the longer time passes. It was like just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So. But like I said, you need to send them a thank you card. <laughs> You know, yeah, because it right. has really sets you in a different path that yeah. I think is, is going to benefit the movement. And that's yeah. what this is. It's a movement. No doubt. You know? No doubt, brother. And, and yesterday, you know, and it was funny because, you know, my son, how old is your oldest son? 19. Oh, 19. Okay. So uh, Aiden uh, is 14. And, and Aiden was is kind of like getting involved more in, in uh, observing politics and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And mostly what Aiden and I did a lot. Uh, you know, as he was get, growing up, uh, as going to concerts and seeing music, and that's okay. how we, you know, and 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 so we still do that. But now he's getting more into the uh, conversance uh, over okay. uh, issues and politics and that's things. That's good. And so uh, we talked to, we talked about the race yesterday, and so I go I went ahead and left him a, a note this morning because he was, you know, he's actually it was Aiden who saw on Fox News that the House was taken over by Democrats. Mm-hmm. That was Fox News reporting the House was taken over by Democrats before the polls closed out in the Western states, which was a huge mistake and a huge disservice to this republic that Fox News right. said you, that. You don't do that. You no. just don't do it. Right. And and so anyway, he's the one who texted me and said that the Democrats have just taken over the House. And I think to myself, Where'd you hear that? And he go, and it was, and it was apparently on Fox News because they were the ones who were reporting. Right. That was early on on my way over to America First, Missouri, um, and and he was expressing some concern. I said, "Listen, first of all, don't worry. Even if they do take over the House, they're gonna, it's going to be a clown car show for the next two years. We've got them right where we want them. Right? You're going to have Nancy Pelosi. Oh, I know. Elijah you, Cummings. You can't ask for any more Schiff, than that. All yeah. clucking their way through these hearings and everything else, and they're going to prove to us." What we always figured all along, and that is they're unconcerned with the mundane problems of regular 
right. Americans. And impeachment these Monday, is only on their mind. That is it. Impeachment, exactly. impeachment, impeachment. And, and re-prosecuting 2016, they don't care about the blue-collar worker, about mm-hmm. deregulation, about income taxes, no. about the border, anything like that. They're going to be busy holding hearings. That's fine with us because yeah. it gives us something to it run against. Me. I'll be able to raise more money. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it. and Trump will have it too. And and I also told him uh, that 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 in the end, it, it, the House was. Uh, so this morning I left him a note. I said, "Listen, uh, the the takeover of the House was even when the Democrats won, they lost because they." add themselves to a list of some of the lowest performing midterm opposition parties in the history of this country because they, what, 25 whatever seats as opposed to 60, 70, which right. is what's common. Uh, so they, they even underperformed. They were even beta when, the, when, the, when, they, were, when they were winning. Right. So, the, so that um, – and then you had the rejection, the outright rejection of, uh, of every – resistance candidate out there with the exception of Ocasio-Cortez. So everybody, though, that was prominent, that, that the news media propped up, Beto O'Rourke, Stacey Abrams, who hasn't conceded yet, uh, Gillum, uh, all those people uh, were defeated. They, they, right. uh, Bill Nelson, an incumbent Democrat, defeated in Florida by Rick Scott. So right. all those people were sent packing by, by common-sense-thinking Americans. And the other thing we learned is that we can finally put to rest the idea that polls are a credible source of information. Uh, and I know that you guys do in your consulting work. You guys right. do independent polling. We do. And you do your things. And, 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 and it gives, it, what it does is it gives you a, a direction. It get, and, and, and that's why you do it. It's, it's right. the same way why we do research or radio station do research on, on who's listening and who's wedding. And all that kind of, we get it. But the news media has turned polls into content. It's almost the ultimate right. fake news. Polls do not provide. Well, they try to give them credibility on their story. Yes, and, but it depends where they're they're gathering that information from. Right. You know what filters. So does Sonny Wilson and Quantum polls provide a service to you guys because it gives you a direction right. in terms of where you're going? Polls provide voters with no useful information. Like, like, no one can conf- figure out what useful information a poll is to an average voter. Right. It's, it's very useful to a news media that can turn a poll into news, which is what – and so they're ultimately creating news through right. their polls. And, and, and keep in mind, most of these polls are done with such hackery. Uh, like when, when you guys do – when a consulting firm does a poll, they, they're, they're very – meticulous and they know who they're talking to and they take it they they take into account the fact that people aren't answering a landline you guys do because yeah, yeah. you, you and you spend a lot more money than than some of these other people do but that's some of that information we get is worth a lot but exactly but, but i could i could i could spin it any way i want i could change the filters and my parameters to give me exactly what i want right also right. Which, yeah that's not what we in quantum want to do we want to find out what the real poll says, but a news organization, they will make their filters to give credibility to their story. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, here's the polls. You know, our story's correct. Yeah. This is the, what the, the feeling of the American public is, which usually right. it's not. And I guess, I guess to, to the credit of some of the polls, I mean, I guess they kind of did get the Florida race, the governor's race, right? Cause it was tight. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But, but there were polls that were showing something like Gillum 10 points ahead. It's like, uh, those are polls that are designed to push. 
and 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 the push polls out there because I can't still think of one valuable piece of information a political poll gives to an, or the average voter. Can't right. figure it out. Well, like Ted Cruz, same thing. That poll was off. Uh, yeah. I mean, but on. I think Jeff Rowe was actually kind of doing that on his own to help him raise more money. So. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Rowe is, has yeah. been with Ted Cruz for heaven knows how yeah, long, yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, and that was, and of, and of course, the Hawley McCaskill poll was yes. way off. Uh, which surprised me. I really thought it was going to be a very, very close, you know, victory on either way if yeah. he was going to lose or win. And I was just shocked. So uh, before we get away here, and I and I got to sign off here, but uh, uh, how how did how did that happen? Like, how does that happen? It certainly wasn't a situation where somebody just uh, like like a like a Democrat suddenly voted for Josh Hawley. So how mm-hmm. did this whole thing work out? You think? I don't. You know, I'm just I'm so surprised because I just can't figure out how did Sandra lose if Josh won so big. I just, well, I, I, well, we pinpointed that earlier because the damn party didn't support her. I know, you know, and you know, and, it, and this falls on, on their shoulders. This, they are responsible. Like I said, Ray Graves, and you know, these are the people who head up the party for for the state. You know, you know, it's going to come time. You know, when uh, come January, if they're going to have a job or not. And I tell you what, I will lobby to make sure they don't, and we'll find good ones. Like I said, Paul Kurtman, I, I'm trying to recruit you. They come in and fill Ray's spot because we need a champion for the people. That's what we need for the state party. How does that happen? Is there an election? Well, the, the, the state committee will actually uh, vote for, for candidates. They'll appoint them. Okay. That's the thing. So, you know, the, our state committee is very important. And, and, and when, does, when will something like that happen? Uh, in January, they'll, they'll do that. They'll actually take it. So right is there now, some kind of state convention or something in well, January? Well, they all get together uh, okay. you know, in January, and they start you know, finding appointments of different individuals and, and things like that. So I'm going to start lobbying right now, trying to find good candidates for them to appoint in those positions. Oh, I got so, you. So you know, Quantum will be heavily involved in this because you know, they need to be held responsible. You know, they had an opportunity to really clean the state up. And, you know, what they've done is they, they dropped the ball on clean Missouri, and we, we lost Sandra's seat. So now we're going to have who knows how long. Because when it comes to 2020, we're going to have the new census come out, and we're going to redraw draw all the district lines. We don't know what it's going to look like. Right. It's out of our hands. Right. And, you know, that's 10 years. So then you have to wait for another 10 years for the next census to come in and redraw the district lines. We could have 20 years of this crazy geographic boundaries, you know, and they screwed the pooch on this. You know, they should have taken, you know, this by this should have been one of the big issues they've done. You should have had Josh Hawley, Sandra and Clean Missouri. Those three issues right there. We, they should have taken responsibility and pushed the forefront and done something, but they didn't. Uh, no, I know, and and that's you know, and that's too bad. So, uh, just folks, remember the takeaways from today. I'll give you the headlines, just like I gave Aiden, just like we talked about here. As you go off into the hinterlands, and you got to put up with the annoying colleague at the water cooler bragging about the House taking over, uh, being taken over by Democrats. Remember, the headlines here are uh, the House, even though it was taken over by Democrats, one of the most anemic midterm victories seen in recent history. The House will preoccupy itself with matters that mean nothing to the American people. That will be good for us to highlight 
what conservatives and what common sense conservatives are doing for the American people and who's serious about the true needs of the American people uh, geopolitically, border-wise, economically, regulatorily, environmentally, you name it. We have the we have the recipe. They have dog and pony shows. That's pretty much it. We saw the absolute repudiation and rejection of the resistance in the formulation of all of the candidates, the far left candidates who were running, or at least the high profile ones. We saw the rejection of Hollywood. We saw the rejection of Oprah. We saw the rejection of Taylor Swift right. and all the other and Snoop Dogg or whatever the hell he is and Chill. <laughs> Chill Wagger or whatever the hell he is, we, we you know all those people have been have been rejected. We saw uh, the the defeat too of two people who actually are still members of the U.S. Senate but are defeated nonetheless: Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, who basically have had their ears pinned back. They no longer have any power to change the happy trail that a conservative a Republican Party is on, right. and we definitely know that the Republican Party is now the party of Donald J. Trump, and that's pretty Absolutely. much it. Absolutely, It's a good day in America. And, and one thing we also know about John James, John that's who he is. <laughs> He's effing John James, and remember that in perpetuity. i got to get him in the air. Sonny Wilson. Thanks, brother. Good to hey, see you, man. Thanks for time, brother. All right. All right. Thank you to all the proud sponsors of Radio 3 Almond, including... Golden Oak Lending, goldenoaklending.com, 314-567-GOLD. Also, you heard us talking about Nutrition HQ, NHQ.rocks. Ricky Hall, thanks a ton, buddy. Winoline and Virilitat. And also great products similarly for the women. That you want to look your best, feel your best. Nutrition HQ, NHQ.rocks. Also, Matthew Mitchell, the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency, 855-QUOTE-ME. Low premiums and low deductibles all at the same time. Michael Proctor, Proctor spelled like doctor. Window art is what it's all about. Window art. My man, Michael, he's got his mobile design unit up there celebrating 45 years. In the window treatment business. He's a good man, Michael. He's a longtime supporter of the show and was one of the first to come on over and and rock it with me here on the show. So I really uh, definitely appreciated that. Proctor spelled like doctor, proctordrapery.com. We call this window fashion, right? Yeah. Side panels, Roman shades, robotic shades, woven wood shades, you name it. Since 1974. Good man right there. Naputi Wellness, speaking of good guys, Eric Naputi, NaputiWellness.com, getting right to the core of the problem. No band-aids there. He's got the non-opioid drip for you. Got that student athlete who gets injured. Don't want the pills. Take the non-opioid drip. PTSD, ADHD, you name it, he's got it covered for you. Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you to everybody down there in beautiful Santino Cigars and Cocktails in wonderful Arnold. 
And thank you also to Tracy Ellis and Rick Ellis. TracyEllis.com for all of your uh, real estate needs as well. Appreciate all of you. Congratulations on a hard-fought midterm election. Enjoy it. Relax. And we'll be back tomorrow for sure. And who knows? Maybe with F and John James. I'll have to get the number from Brenda. Let's get the number from Brenda, but where he happens to be. She's, she had his number. She's the one who she's the one who called him. And you know she has it. Hey, Brenda. Brenda, I want to ask you, like, uh, what, what's that phone number right in front of you? Who's, who's that phone number to? Fucking John G. Yeah. Good night, everybody.